Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Okay, Brent, we're going to have to do the Saturday night intro twice as fast because we got twice as many names, and I'm going to forget them all if you don't like chop chop <laughs> oh, and get so this no, one gonna, done. I'm gonna, this is going to go real. Dude, roll, slow, roll, 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 roll. Go, 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 slow. go, 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 so, go. Okay, so Whitney, we're back in the saddle again, the Broken Token podcast live stream show from Saturday night, this time, Louisville Arcade Expo 2019. Longtime listeners of the show will know that we like to live stream from the floor of Louisville Arcade Expo every year, and then we'll capture that and release it into our feed. So that's what you're about to listen to. Again, this is the Saturday night show, live from, there goes my voice, Whitney. You're good. I'm I'm honestly surprised it's as strong as it is right now. (laughs) <laughs> Whitney's, oh, no, giving, I, Whitney's giving me the clock symbol. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I like, mean, my, we voice go. Is, my voice is scratchy as well, so it, I can feel it. So that's, that's what you're about to listen to. So if you're a new listener of the show, we recommend that you back up a couple episodes so that you get a feel for our regular format. But definitely check out this show. Check out the prior show, which is going to be the Friday night mm-hmm. capture of the yep. live stream. So, yep. Whitney, who are some of our guests that we had? Uh, we, we actually had uh, quite a few people rotate in. We did... Uh, we did Kind of what we're, I think, known for around, uh, you know, around the community. We rotated in some some local folks to sit down, and uh, especially, uh, especially kids, Brent. And so we had Little Miss Alicia Hall. She is a daughter of a local collector, Ralph Hall, and Ralph she wanted, and Tanya. Yeah, Ralph and Tanya Hall. Thank you. She wanted to get on the show so badly, <laughs> and I think kids are drawn to the microphone and in the in the headset, you know, the headphones and everything. And so we sat her down and just talked to her about what she what she loved about the expo. And then uh, rotated in uh, my daughter, Grace, who's been on the show many, many times. And then my nephew, Gareth. And, and, and Grace and Gareth have been, become a tradition. It, you know. they, it's, been, it's become a yearly tradition. And they sat in and uh, commented on, on what they liked about the show this year and everything. It, it, and that was, that was fun. It's so cool over the years we, as we've watched them grow. Yeah. And, and they're right now, they're at the point where we don't even have to adjust the mic. Height. Exactly. They, they yep. sit down and then, then they go, we've got to get them warmed up a little bit. But once they're warmed well, up the and primed, is it's good. Whitney, maybe through 2020, we'll do a little bit more of a handover. By 2021, they're doing it. They're doing the show. We I, are I'm, going to be in the guest seats. I, I'm, I'm totally fine okay, with that. Right. Totally fine with that. You know, they're, they, you know, life is life is all about seasons, and, and that's the way that's the way it goes. <laughs> and, and training it, someone else to do your stuff. Exactly, yes, yes, exactly. Yes. And so then after Grace and Gareth, uh, then then we rotated in. Oh, we, uh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Rotated in a gentleman um, who has built his own Polybus cabinet. And so he he has uh, he was here in cosplay in Burger Time cosplay, and I'm telling you, he was dressed up in to the nines. But uh, he had built his own Polybus or Polybus, however you want to say that. We want to pronounce that. And he wanted to sit down and just talk about his game from the collector angle. And uh, I mean that's what we do. So we we had him on, and I apologize we did not capture his name. He was so excited to sit down. We just we landed him almost like a plane on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> and let him go. And, and, and we, you know, we threw the cables and the hooks down and then just let him go. And he, he was going. And so that was uh, that was absolutely great. And then we rotated in Bill from Super Skill Shot. Yes, exactly. And Bill custom makes some phenomenal shooter rods for your pinball machines. Yes, and yes. I'm going to leave it at that because we discussed it at length in the oh, show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he brought over several examples, and we, you know, they're they're really nice products. They they are, and, and so you definitely want to check that out because that's that's uh, handcrafted pinball 
uh, accessories at its finest is what that is. And then we rotated in Mr. Uh, Daniel Debuchet. He's a friend of the show and is from the Atlanta area. And uh, Daniel is the LED sign maker extraordinaire for the pinball hobby. And so he started making run DMD clocks and then just went, I mean, over went the, over oh, the top. If, if you have... And, Go it's crazy. It's you, crazy what he does. If you've been to the Atlanta show, or if you've seen our pictures from prior Atlanta shows, if you see any DMD type signage, yeah, that's Dan. They're Dan. Yeah, yeah, that's Dan. And so he'll talk about his business and how you can get in touch with him and order some of his uh, LED uh, LED products. I mean, it's it's all he, absolutely top. He makes notch. some phenomenal signs, and Whitney and I actually each of us own products of Dan's oh, and they hang in our oh, oh, there's no doubt about it and would want to buy from no one else. And uh, then last but certainly not least, uh, yet again, Mr. Mike Vinicor from Stern, uh, he trundled over and uh, we, we tripped <laughs> him and pushed him into a chair and then we talked. I, I mean, think we, he was just a little tired looking for a place to sit down. Yeah, we, that may have yeah. May very well could have been, but uh, nonetheless, uh, we were fortunate enough to have him with us. And uh, gosh, Brent, we went for what three hours on Easily. Saturday night. Easily, we had a couple little surprises. So yeah. at one point, oh yeah, time, mention those. Please. Yeah, at one point in time, you'll hear me throw it to Whitney, and uh, if you'd have seen the <laughs> look I, of I, I shock, stum- in, I stumble and if drop. You, if you should would have seen the look of shock in his eyes when I announced, <laughs> I have a cabling problem that yeah. I have to address. Yeah. So there, we had a couple little technical difficulties, and. It finally happened, Whitney, after five years of, dare I say, flawless recording. Flawless execution, actually. Absolutely. Uh, We had our recording rig stop on us. Stop on us, yeah. And Whitney, I'll take the blame on that. I think, actually, I picked up my cell phone and the charge cable or something might have hit a key and stopped it. Now, it sits right here in front of me. I'm pretty sure, at most, we lost a minute or two. I, uh, we stopped the recording and I restarted and I'm going to put a so if you hear a, a weird little sl- splice and I'll yeah. put in a sound effect yeah put a whammy sound in there yeah, or so something you know where like it that. is yeah. we may recover a little bit of ground yeah. but that's it finally it, happened. Yeah. And it's behind us. It, yes. Yeah, yeah, we, we got it. It's it's all good. No but more. No, no more. We we are good. So, with all of that being said, we would like to uh, welcome everybody to the show, and uh, this is going to be a fun-filled three-hour discussion. We cover so much ground everywhere. Um, it's a little bit out of uh, normal format and topic for us, but that's really what makes it a lot of fun. So uh, sit back, kick back, and uh, enjoy Saturday night at the 2019 Louisville Arcade Expo live. Well, Whitney, we made it back. We're live at Louisville Arcade Expo 2019 Saturday night. They let us back in the doors. Yeah. I'm uh, doing a mic check here. It made my voice is like all scratchy. I think I overextended myself talking about the 41 Nintendo arcade games in uh, just a hair over an hour. So I, I did a speed run through my session this afternoon. I actually had a little more time than I normally do. It worked out really good. It's just that. So you did that within an hour? Just a hair over an you hour. You were gone for like two. So yeah, were you I, hiding? Did you take a nap? When no, I, no, no, no. There was there was a lot of ancillary discussion outside of the content itself. I think the session start to finish it actually wound up going about an hour and a half. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so for everyone that wonders what Whitney's talking about, Whitney and I were uh, asked to give a presentation this week at Little Arcade Expo. And yep. We were... Uh, I don't know what's the word, Whitney. I mean, we were just so thankful that we, you know, were offered the opportunity. Honored, to honored to have been asked. Thank How about you. that? Yeah. Honored to yeah. have been asked. Humbled, humbled to be asked. How about that? So Whitney covered the history. Of, say it again. What was yeah, the title? It was it was the visual history of Nintendo's arcade games, 
And the interesting point there is it covered a period all the way from 1973 with the release of their first games all the way to the 90s, culminating with the end of the uh, the Versus system. And so we're talking about uh, we're talking about essentially gun games that were installed in bowling alleys in 1973. From what I've seen of the presentation, that was the most interesting aspect of it to me. It it was definitely an interesting an interesting aspect because Nintendo wound up doing uh, essentially real estate reclamation for abandoned bowling alleys in Japan (laughs) and installing those uh, the laser clay shooting game in those bowling alleys. It was it was a hit and it provided enough financial capital for them to uh, do some more research and development on that game and kind of shrink it down from a form factor perspective. And that uh, that was really kind of the Which the eventually first, led to Donkey Kong which, and their, their demise. It, it, no, 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 no. But, uh, but yes, it, all of that fast forwards to Donkey Kong and everything that we have today. It's, it's, it's actually amazing. I mean, in that, in that period of time, like I say, 1973, 1974, all the way to the 90s, we are we talking about 41 arcade releases and generally you don't see uh, you don't see many folks being able to to count out more than five or six so here's one of the things that shocks me most about the the presentation and and it's not necessarily gaming related it just kind of goes along with i guess maybe what as a as a westerner i think of in terms of uh, a concept of what happens a lot in, in in japan you know and that is they'll they'll I have this feeling that they'll have something that will become ingrained in the culture, and then they'll quickly shift as a culture. Like the bowling alley yes. thing. Bowling used to be ginormous here in the Ginor- States. In the 70s, it was yes. it was out of control. So there's yeah. not near as many alleys today as there was then, yeah. but it's still a pretty significant thing. Oh, it's viable. I mean, yeah. it has its following, and because of that, it, it hasn't disappeared. But... Going in, you know, in line with what you know, you're talking about Nintendo. I get the impression that it was hot and heavy. That all of a sudden, overnight, it was like the switch flipped, and yes. you had all of these bowling alleys that were just like open. Yeah, and I, I almost have to ask myself how many how many fads, you know, Western fads, have made their way to to the Eastern region, and they catch on fire, and they they're just they're just monumentally successful, but they but they burn like a firecracker. And then they are literally done and gone, and that would be the bowling alleys. That, I think that would we, be it. Whitney, I think we already have our first guest. So Whitney, reach over. Oh my over. goodness, here I'm, I'm going I'm to help her out. All right, so help her out. Get the. Can Can you hear me? Okay. Is it too loud, or do you want me to turn it down a little bit? Oh, Whitney. I ask her that, and then Whitney takes the headphones off of her. She's like, "Can be more volume." Yeah, I had to resize them for her. <laughs> okay. All right. So, tell, are they too loud? Bear with us here, folks. Are they? Can you want me? Are they okay? All right. So Whitney, help her with the mic. Get the mic up there adjusted. Now, you've got to talk right into the end of the mic, all right, so that everybody can hear you. And every, Mom and Dad can hear you, too. Uh-oh. It's, start, it's getting real. Okay, so tell everybody what's your name. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait a minute. That's my fault. Nope. That's my fault. I, I'm a terrible pot. No, is it off, Whitney? Because I'm, I'm clear over here. I'm good over here. Are you on, Whitney? All right. We got it. We got it. You know, it's my job. I have one job, Whitney, and that is to run the board. And what have, okay. what have I, I failed? I just doing? committed a faux pas because I did a mic check through through a live broadcast, <laughs> and that was not good. But you know, it, it had to happen. So there it is. We never said that this was a professional organization. 
Okay. <laughs> she's right. giving, she just gave me the stink eye. With I, 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 well, she, she's already a professional. Okay, so, so yeah, tell, she knows podcasting one on one. Tell everybody your name. My name's Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Thank you for sitting in with us. So, in, okay, now tell everybody uh, who's mommy and daddy. My, my mom and dad are named Ralph and Tanya Hall. Okay. Awesome. And what's their address? No. <laughs> No, no, no. Master, master card number, yeah, please. Master card and yes. social security number. Yes, exactly. No, we, we wouldn't do that to you. So Ralph and Tanya and Alicia, they have a really sizable collection. They're collectors here in yes. in, in town, friends uh-huh. of the podcast. Yep. Well, at least at least Tanya. Ralph's kind of sketch. Dad's kind of sketchy. We just... <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. So now I know uh, Dad's got his own game room. What's your favorite game, Alicia? Donkey Kong. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Whitney, I, I, I think the Touché. show's over. Touche. <laughs> I, I think we can stop now and we can call this a success is what we can do. <laughs> so that's excellent. You like Donkey Kong? Yes. I, my voice is Brent, what's not to like? Everything. I mean, <laughs> it, we'll have to have this discussion, Brent, yet again, off air. Okay. So, all right. yeah, so that's how it other, goes. other than Donkey Kong, do you have any other favorite games? Um, you don't? Huh? You've, there's got to be. Uh, oh, that's one of my favorites. What yeah. is it? What is it? Yeah, that, Say, you know the name of it? No. Is it is it pole position? Yes. Do you like oh, pole yes. position? That's, that's a great one. Yes. Oh, that's a yeah. fun game. Now, does do you all have the one that you stand up in front of, or do you actually get in? We, it? we get in it. You get. Oh, she's. You all have got oh, the cock with a sit down. The cockpit, cockpit down. version. That's awesome. That's the nice one. That's yeah. the really nice one. So, have you have you enjoyed your time here at the expo? Yeah. Awesome. Are you looking forward to like coming back tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. She, yeah. she had to yeah. check you. Yeah. Yeah. She had to do a mommy check. I, well, I get that. And that's great because she, you know, she's like, I'm not. I'm not running this. I understand. That's cool. That's great. That, that is very good. Now, that is very good. Sunday, which is tomorrow, are you going to help us unload? Are you going to help us tear everything down and carry it home? Maybe. 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 <laughs> and so, so you can run a dolly, so and that, you know you lift with your legs, right? That's how this goes. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. you'll learn. That's, you will learn quick. That's, exactly. That's part of having arcade games. Yes. So, so do you all have any console games at home, or is it all just arcade games? It's just all arcade games. Yeah. Do you all have Do you have any pinball games? Yes. Okay. Do you have a favorite pinball game? No. You don't. I don't. I like all of them. You like excellent, <laughs> even better. There's usually no budget, you know, tied to an answer like that. No, so that's, that's good. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Well, is there a game that you've like here at the show that you all don't have? Is there anything that you've played that you really like that you think Dad could get? There's got to be something. Is there? I think mom, so, I think there might be a game mom wants. Yeah, there you go. I would say say you ought to ask your mom to take you and, and go play the, the two player joust pinball back there in the back, and then you guys can play pinball like head to head with each other. It's it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. So do you know do you know where that's at? See right to your left here. See yeah. that white tent? Yeah, right under there's that a, white tent. There's a pinball machine in there where you all can stand on either side of it and play against each other. Have you played that yet? No, but I've seen it. Have you yeah. seen it? Yeah, good oh, deal. You should, you should really go try and yeah, play you, it. That's you should a, definitely go try to play it. Uh, what's Mom keeps giving me signals. What is Mom? <laughs> oh, you did it last night? Yeah, okay. it, it is a lot of fun. It, it, it's a lot of fun. Oh, and I think Mom said she won. Mom's talking a Mom's little trash. Mom's always been. <laughs> hey, Mom's always been. Mom's talking trash. Yeah. You, gotta, you know, 
I, I know for I'm, I'm sure that you're just being easy on her, aren't you? You let her win. You can tell me. It's nobody's listening. She can't hear. Yeah, nobody's only listening. Me, only yeah. Whitney and I can hear. Yeah. With the <laughs> are you gonna go play more games? Or are you gonna? Are you all getting ready to head home? We're gonna play more games. Are you? Do you oh, know what fantastic. you're yeah. Have you played any of the new the new pinball machines over there? Did you see the the monster, the monsters one? She's looking over there. Yeah. Have you seen? Um, I haven't played any yet. You haven't played any. You need to go over and try that one. You Those, would have a lot. A of, you would game. have a lot of fun with that. Okay. Well, I'm glad you got to come visit with us for a little bit. Yeah, we certainly certainly appreciate you sitting in. Okay. Can, you're, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's that's wonderful. Grace, do you want to jump in? Man, manners above all else. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to rotate in. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to rotate in some family of the show. All right. I've seen I've seen these suspects before. Oh yeah, G man, you ready? Yeah. All right, good. Oh, oh man, I'll tell you, it's it's great because over the years, his voice has gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. So that that was a good yes. All right, Gracie Buck, how is it? Speak, Grace. No one can see you. Yeah, Grace. Come, on, come on, Grace. You got to say something. I'm not ready. She's not. Ready. <laughs> You're not ready. She's posing for pictures. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So how many years has this been that we've had Grace and Gareth on the show? Is, is this three or four at this point? I'd say, I, I think it's four at I, this point. And, and I would I'm, agree. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking, we're, we're sitting here trying to get Grace warmed up and talking. And yeah. what, what you can't see across from me is uh, Whitney's husband, Jackie, Grace's mom, She's making the bunny ears and everything behind yeah. Grace and Grace. Yeah, just really, really putting it to her. Yeah. Grace is it's not disrespectful. Yeah. Grace oh is like God. disrespectful. She is <laughs> not true. having it. No. Now no. y'all got to talk straight into the mic, real close yeah. to the mic. And then Whitney, who's a who's a he's a broad-shouldered. He's a you know he's a fine specimen of a podcaster. <laughs> Thank you. He has yeah. managed to pigeonhole himself into this little itty bitty postage size. I've got I've got literally nowhere to go at this point. And it's not like you can move because you're you've got sheets of glass sitting here. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 boxed in. So at this point, all I can do is look outward across the table and just and just let it be. So. With that being said, as long as I don't bump my elbow or do anything bad, I, I should be okay. So, well, Grace, you hear Gareth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then we will know. Grace, Gareth, what's um, what's been the best part about Expo this year? I mean, you, you guys have been here several years. You've got something to compare to. What, what, what's been the awesome of this year, Grace? Okay, I want to say like my you favorite talk right game. into the into the mic. Yeah, right, right up in the mic. Um, not for the whole expo for this year. It would be Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, Dance Dance Revolution? Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing. About 20 minutes before we went on the air, Grace asked me, she said, Daddy, would, would you want to go do Dance Dance Revolution with me? And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And I had absolutely zero skills on DDR. And when I looked at the score, I, I mean, we went through an entire song. I think I got like... I, I don't know. I don't know what Grace. Maybe eighteen hundred points, and Grace was like three hundred thousand points. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even you, know how that happened. And we both are, are you serious? Beginner. That was the spread, or you just make? Are you just pulling that out? Of no, the- I'm serious. <laughs> I, I got less than yeah. two thousand points, and she got over three hundred thousand points. How many games did you play at that point, Grace? We, we, to warm we played. Up? Well, we just played one song, but yeah. I mean, how many times did you play before Grace? Well, one time before with Gareth. Yesterday. Oh, so one. <laughs> 
<laughs> and all I can do I is was, sit here and shake my head. I was really hoping she'd say she. Oh, I played like ten times. I got really used to it. There's that such song. a long line though. We played like Friday yeah. night, and there was like nobody yeah. there, so it was easy to do it. Yeah. So let me ask before the question comes up in the chat, Whitney, when are you going to buy a DDR now? Well, right. that, yeah, right. that, that, that's that's what I was getting put to me before we went on the air around. She's clamps she, on you. Daddy, yeah, yeah. I want a DDR. Yeah, she's like, Daddy, I want to. Daddy, can I? We get a DDR, and I'm like, Nope. She's like, Well, how about for my birthday? And I'm like, Nope, because I, I don't know how much a DDR is, but I'm sure it would be the equivalent of Grace's first car. Well, so. they they look in a, in a venue like this. They they look reasonable in terms of size, but they're not. But no, when you see them stand yeah. alone, they're pretty. They're darn gigantic. Long. They're gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. And that Whitney and I were talking earlier when this conversation was going on, and one of our listeners may know. And if you do, let us know. Is there a good game pad? Not like the what was the old thing for the NES? A power pad? The it was power, like the yeah. power, pad, power pad. Yes. Not like a power pad, but a nice solid uh, uh, pad, whatever it's called, accessory for a modern console to play DDR on. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think there's. I don't think there's a, there's a sturdy, viable solution for that because, let me tell you, they build the DDRs a certain way because they have to. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. Have, yes. they have to survive. They have to survive. That's exactly right. So what have you been into, Gareth? Are you DDR? DD, I don't even know. DDRing it? DDRing it? Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I, I can't dance. I'm I'm getting worse than Grace, probably worse than you, Whitney, actually. Uh, I don't know, Gareth. <laughs> you and I could do you and I could do a worse dance off is what we could do, and it and it would probably work out pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Like worst um, cooks in America, worst dancers in America. That's exactly <laughs> it what TV it would be. Show. Yeah, make it a TV show. Yeah. yeah. So, Gareth, have you played anything new this year? Um. Star Fox Two, Solar Fox Two, no, no Star, Star, Star Fox, Star, Star Fox Two. That was the unreleased uh, Super Nintendo game. Okay, yeah. Oh. yeah, yep. But probably my favorite game here um, might be Skyscraper. Oh. <laughs> well, and I didn't even pay him to say. That. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, Grace, what did you tell me just a few seconds ago? Even though we have it at our house, I haven't played it like at all. So, like, it was my first time playing it, and I got to, like, level two without dying, which is pretty impressive for me. Yeah, so. very, very good. So very she's, good. Schooling, she's schooling you on DDR. You need to take her to class on Skyscraper, it, which you need to do. Exactly, exactly. Well, I, it's it's one of those things where, you know, even, even though you have it, it's not like you're it's not like you're going down and playing it every single day. And so I'm, I'm glad you guys glad you guys have got some time to play it. So excellent, yeah. Gareth. Are you helping out on the console side this year, or is it just still your dad? Yeah, I'm helping with my dad. In fact, I um, I ran the land for a little while. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> How old oh, are good. you, Gareth? I'm 12, and I ran the land. Exactly. Ran, oh my gosh. Exactly. So next year it's a driver's license, <laughs> and then he's off to college. <laughs> that, that's how this goes. And I, did we answer, Whitney? How many years have we had them here? At four. I, th- that's that's what we settled on is is being the number. Yeah. Because what, I, we said I, four, didn't we? This, yeah. You yeah. know, I, this is. Uh, I, I'm going through this a lot with the kids in my family. It's like they sneeze and they grow an inch. I know. And, and I remember when they could barely. Back in my day, yes. I remember when they could barely get up to the table. I know. You yeah. know. Now we don't even have to adjust the mics. Yeah. And the and their voices were just so. Fast. 
pain yeah. and just it just you couldn't hardly hear them at all. No. No, it's turned into a nice little family tradition actually. So yeah. it's 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 always something to look forward to. Definitely. Excellent. And it what what's interesting is uh, Gareth told me yesterday, Brent, that he's he's working his way through our back catalog and we're nowhere near as bad as we think we are. <laughs> So I'm taking that as, as a thumbs what, up, my what, man. What yep. show are you on, Gareth? Do you know what show number? Um, I'm on, I think, 49. Oh, my gosh. No, 48. 48? Yeah. Okay. So he's got a good 30 more shows to go. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah. Ooh, man, well, I mean, that'll hold you over to your 18 in our normal show length. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will definitely it will definitely do that. Well, what I do is I listen to it on the bus, and I have an hour bus ride, so... We take him to school every day. Yeah, it's that. That's I mean, excellent. there could be worse things that could happen. I mean, it could be like that scene in Spider-Man. Was it not Spider-Man: Homecoming? In uh, uh, what's the latest Marvel movie where Stan Lee's driving the bus and Spider-Man's <laughs> on it? The spaceship. Yeah. Come, uh, on, oh, it's. Uh, um, uh, Wait, are you talking about Infinity, Infinity War? Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, oh my gosh. Enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the next best thing. I mean, that, that could happen. So. This oh, much is true. Yeah. This yes. much is true. I see we got some guests waiting. Do you want to rotate some folks in? Yeah, right now, yeah let's do it. So so Grace, thank you for sitting in. Gareth, thank you for sitting in. You're oh, you're you're very you're very welcome. Grace, is there anything you want to tell the internet at large before uh, before you hop off the show? Think um. hard. Think, think hard. <laughs> it's out there forever once my, you say it. My daddy's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That he, would be good. He can't Grace, he can't hear this. Say dad's awesome. Skyskipper's awesome. Donkey Kong's terrible. He can't hear any of this. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> <laughs> See, now we've got her tickled. Gareth, you can you can throw in any of those, too. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no pressure, guys. Thank you all for sitting in. We appreciate it. Play Skyskipper. Yeah. Play Skyskipper. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Carry I'm the actually, banner. Yeah. Okay. Carry the banner. My uncle is awesome. Oh, thank oh. you, brother. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Guess what? That's my awesome. dad's not awesome. Oh. oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. I think you're awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Donkey Kong's still terrible. Donkey Kong's still terrible. Grace, I think man. you're awesome, Gareth. I think you're awesome. You guys are awesome. I mean, they're they're my family. Know. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. You didn't you let me play on my Switch, so I guess I could, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Do you want to do the ro- you want to yeah. do the honor yeah yeah show? I'll do I'll do the rotation. Okay. Keep, so keeps up. Whitney's actually we're gonna uh, bring a guest in. I, I met this gentleman yesterday here at Louisville Arcade Expo, and he custom makes shooter rods for pinball machines, and they are rather unique. And uh, we wanted to sit down and talk with him for a few minutes. And actually, it looks like he's brought a bin of his shooter rods over. And this, as we often do this is an audio medium so it's difficult to okay can you hear me do you want me to go up or down on on the okay so let me get you adjusted here how's that sound this is how, this is how we do things we just we roll with it live so and help me again i am terrible with names it's bill correct bill hansen yes. bill hansen you talk straight into the mic okay. so i was i was telling everybody that i, I met you yesterday bill and you cut me and this, I'm not even doing justice here. Custom-made shooter rods for pinball games. Yeah, exactly. And and, uh, and get right into the mic. One sure. of one of the things that Whitney and I really keyed in on is that uh, I'll just throw it out there. You your products, you're not going to go out and like if you're going to get a medallion of some type, you're not going out and you're you're buying a boatload of them at a dollar a piece from China or from a Hobby Lobby and then gluing them to a rod. Everything you've got has a, a neat story and a meaning to it. All your medallions, all your go go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm uh, selling for him. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to do that. Uh, 
I, I take it very seriously because uh, the shooter rod is actually the very soul of the pinball machine. Yes. It's, it, it was at the genesis of the pinball machine. The very first one was had a shooter rod on it. Yeah. That's all yeah. it had. Yeah. So uh, to... Um, Th- that's your interface to the game. And then, of course, as you get into right. flippers, that the shooter rod and the flippers, that's, that's it, your it, interface. That's, that's it. It opens the game. So one of the things, uh, uh, for for example, I keyed in on the Mustang. So do you happen to have the Mustang one with you or not? No, I don't. Which ones did you bring with you? Let's let's talk uh, about those. uh, I brought brought some of the more uh, recent ones. Okay. Uh, Here's uh, one for uh, uh, Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest, yes. So the bottom, uh, kind of the base, again, this is... We're going to direct everybody to, to Bill's website so you can actually see this in person. I, I'm going to take, yeah. take some pictures of these. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. And we can go ahead and actually tweet them and, 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 okay. the, and stuff live. And then we'll have pictures of Bill's display in our Facebook stream uh, it, with the release of this episode when we actually put it out. So you'll okay. have firsthand representation of, of what Bill actually makes. I mean, th- that is just beyond impressive. But, I mean, the, the smoothest glass. Now, the base of the plunger, yeah. what did you say they are for, 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 from, Bill? It's a, it's a mounting for a crystal cabochon. And, and then some, some of your shooter rods, you'll actually put the crystal in with some exactly, artwork yes, behind it. So. What's the effect that that gives? Well, the, uh, the crystal itself um, refracts the image so that it looks like it's on the surface of the glass, not flat on the, not on flat. the shooter rod. So you can see it from the side. You can see it from 180 degrees around the shooter. And, and then you also use that base, like with, for the rod that you've got in your right, hand. Right. And you'll do a resin pour in some situations. Yeah, exactly. In fact, the resin is very key, uh, especially to making the back completely smooth with a radius that uh, is comfortable to use. There's no edge to it at all. Yeah. And yeah. the only way to do that is to play with the surface tension of the resin as it's hardening up so that it catches a nice radius right on the edge. Mm. And to look at it, because I was going to ask you that very thing about playing with the surface tension. Yeah. So you start with what is, in effect, to describe this for people that are listening, that mount for that crystal is a very shallow dish, if you will. Correct. And then when you pour the resin in to lock in whatever art or whatever item you're putting in the rod, you just ever so slightly overfill it to the point where the surface tension on that resin holds it there. Exactly. Almost like a minute, a flat bubble to give it that three-dimensional ultra-smooth feel. And it is just, it, yeah. it's really cool. Now, the one that, built, that you've got your hand built for um, Oktoberfest, right. it's got a piece of art in it. And it's got a little beer mug. Oh yeah, it's it's great. All with suds, with I mean, suds and everything. And everything. Look at, and, and yeah, it's as you rotate it, that's crazy. Look and, at that. And the cool thing is, is that you have poured the resin into that in such a way that it's locked in, it's sealed in. You've got that three dimensional curved feel, and you've also got that neat little item in there that goes along with the theme of the game. Right. How, how much time does it take you to produce one of those? Well. Um, when I very first started, uh, of course, it, it took a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. And there was oh, oh, I, I am sure of that. Uh, yeah. About five of them before I actually got the technique got the down technique to where down. I was. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. So, what, yeah, what other rods do you yeah, have there? Uh, well, uh, 
this one is my uh, my favorite. It's the Lord of the Rings, and it's a um, a jeweler quality gold ring, oh, gold plated wow. tungsten ring, and it it has the uh, elven inscription, just like on the uh, now that the, the One Ring of Power. That is so. Here's the interesting thing about this: from head on, you can see. Now, is that is that a poured resin? To yes, yes. It is totally seamless. The ring itself acts, I guess, as the wall that holds the resin in. Exactly. And Hold top the, and bottom. I, I can't even imagine how you could pour that bill and keep it perfectly perpendicular, the ring yeah. to yeah. the shooter rod. Yeah, I mean, that, that's amazing. I mean, the inscription on it and everything. I, You would almost just expect it to glow. Now, you know? this, I tell you where this wasn't done justice when I saw it in your display. Uh-huh. A lot of your products... There's things that are on the face, okay? So right. this ring, I thought this was just, it, it almost looks like an old-fashioned like crystal doorknob head-on. Oh, yeah. But if this was in a machine where you could look down and realize that is an actual ring. Yeah. And yeah it's, it, that it's one not, is a size 22. It's, uh, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I, I, it's not it took like. Me, it took me seven years to find a, oh my a, oh a my gosh. manufacturing company who could make a Jeweler quality ring that size. I, I was about. Oh, man. I was about to say it's not human ring size. It's maybe oh, no. orb no, you ring can, you size. Can, you can fit <laughs> yeah, two I, fingers in. Yeah, it. I would say that like Sasquatch size. That's, yeah. that's just unbelievable. Yeah, I, that, when I saw that in your display bill, it didn't do it justice. Yeah, so. no, there's there, there's no way to even do that justice. It, the fact of it is, is it, even if I take a picture of it, the, the glare and everything is going to overpower just the the sheer amount of detail on it. That's. That's that, awesome. That is beautiful. <laughs> That's most, beautiful. M- most of the feedback I get is that the uh, the shooters are far better than they expected. Yes, and, I, I, uh, I would say so. And they just love the look and feel. Now, is there, is that the one that Steve has? Right. This this is the. Um, I'm the, getting the Star, Star Trek. Trek. No, no, no. That, that's that, that's fine. I'm going to take a picture of this one as well. Star Trek. Uh, shooter rod that is, Steve Ritchie stopped by our booth in Atlanta and uh, was was very impressed. He called them masterpieces and works of art. And, and, and uh, for people that know Steve, he's very opinionated. So, I mean, he's not afraid to tell you yay or nay. Yeah. That's, well, that, that's he, exactly uh, right. He, and he, he asked me if I had a website. Okay. And, and I said, no, I was just selling them on Pinside and, okay. and eBay. And yeah. he said, you have to have a website. He yeah. Said, <laughs> Get a website. So I did that and I uh, saw him in Texas and he... Uh, he bought that for his own machine at Stern in his office. So what's the medallion? What's the, what's the story on the medallion? Well, the medallion is uh, it starts out as a key ring. Um, it, it's uh, licensed by, uh, by... By, I guess, whoever yeah, has yeah, the Star, Star Trek, Trek property at this uh, point in time. I'm not sure who who has Star Trek now. I, I really don't know. But I mean, it, they, they were always a parent, yeah. like a Paramount film. And, and or you something. bring out a good point. Everything that you produce, I mean, it's you're not just putting together artwork. There, there is reason, and there, it's all, it's, it's life. Things are you're buying real. The base material is real product. Exactly. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's yeah. awesome. And I, and I was I was telling Brent last night that if I were to run through and just let my let my want go wild, I would drop about a thousand dollars equipping each and every one of my so, machines. Well, you, you get a discount at that. Oh, I, I, do, is, I do appreciate this that. This is amazing in that this this isn't in one of those crystal mounts, is it, Bill? This no, that's that's Complete. just just the medallion itself. That is the medallion. 
Yeah. Look at that, Whitney. Edge on, completely encased yeah. in resin. And I don't. I'm not going to ask you any trade secrets because <laughs> I can't imagine the technique that it, that it took that you had to invent to make that look. I mean, it almost looks like it's dipped. It's amazing. Yeah. So you, you can't get the same effect if it's dipped. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. But it, the way it's all together. It's, yeah. I know you had to afford it. Right. Because it, right. it takes a while for the resin to set. Yeah, that's it's just unbelievable. So what's that one, Bill? Well, this one is uh, for Houdini, and it's the uh, it, it's a coin that they produce to commemorate a seance that they hold every Halloween at midnight to try to contact Houdini. And it's from the uh, Academy of the Magical Arts in California. And each year they invite all of the premier magicians all over the world to come to the seance. And, of course, they all show up just in case. Yeah, oh, just Houdini in case, contact. exactly. <laughs> but they've been doing this I ever mean, since he died. You've got to your bet. And, and, and I have heard invested. of this. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they, and so, so they, they make these commemorative coins each year. And so there's a, there's a real connection to Houdini yeah. from... From the shooter rod. Yeah, that's so, that's amazing. Tell the story on the because the first thing I keyed in on was the Mustang. Yeah. So tell the story on okay. the Mustang yeah. medallion. Well, well the Mustang medallion is from a um, a keychain that they handed out at the top of the Empire State Building at the 50th anniversary of the Mustang. So it's not just the point being it's not just a Mustang keychain from Walmart. It's yeah, it, oh, it, no. it's got Ford, Ford produced these. Uh, as a as a giveaway for the people who were attending that party, and for the party they disassembled the Mustang. And Could you imagine hauled doing it this? up to the top of the Empire State Building that's in just, the elevator? That's just unbelievable. And reassembled it. The car, the, uh, meaning the car. car. And at the same time, Stern brought three Mustang machines, and they were on the floor below, out of the weather. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, and actually met the tech that worked for Stern and, and uh, put those machines in place. So it's kind of a... Oh, that's uh, cool. That, that, yeah. that, is, that is a very neat nice story. So very neat story. on this. If you have one of the Mustang shooter rods that Bill makes, the like I said, the medallion just isn't like a, no, a no, gas no, station. No, no, no. It's got some historical significance really to it. serious quality. I mean, yeah. Ford did a job. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah, all stainless steel. So I see you got a couple others. Yeah. What, do you, what um, else did you... Well... It, you here's, have a dizzy. Here's the uh, well. Let's start with this one. Uh, I I do a lot of the um, the older machines. Okay. From when once a customer gets used to the feel and the look of these things and and the durability of them, they um, a lot of them want them on all their machines. And so this one is for Red and Ted's Roadshow. Yep. I was gonna say road because it's got and, a little hard. Uh, it's I can see the stop. Uh, it's got a stop sign in the graphic in the is that got a crystal bait the, the yeah. holder for yes, the crystal yes. and then this, I still can't get over this resin because I can see Whitney putting that that base on the end of the shooter rod and then pouring vertically down into that dish yeah but it completely encases top and, and I, I, all I can say is if I were to, to attempt it, oh, I, I'd have my I'd have my foot stuck to the back of my head. With it, that's that's pretty that's happens. pretty much it. This is yeah. Anyway, Bill, I'm so okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, the interesting point is just the, the sheer amount of craftsmanship that goes into this. I, I never really would have considered an alternative shooter ride 
and now after seeing this, I don't think I would consider anything but something like this where I to go that path. So, it, I mean, it, it really is a testament to the to the workmanship and the amount of time that you've invested in this because this is not a knockoff product. This is not this is not a, a cheap product that you would just buy at any mods pinball mod store. This it's, is this it's is not is a plastic is, hard head. No, no, this uh, is at a whole di- glued on the end of a shooter. No, 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 no. This is at a whole different level. <laughs> Now, well, that, well, that's what that's what Steve Ritchie was trying to impress on me. Yeah. Yeah, that we now, need to, to get get serious about it. Now, is that from the Beatles? I, yeah. I'm well, this my one, eyes are getting old, Bill. I, I kind of uh, really really like. Show somebody to Dan. So Dan, and I'm not gonna Dan. Well, Dan I'm gonna knows. screw your name up. <laughs> Tilt that mic up so we can we can hear you say hello, Dan. Hey. Oh yep. yes, Dan's got a voice for radio. That's excellent. <laughs> Dan is Dan is a massive pinhead. Have you oh, seen yes. any of Bill's uh, shooter rods, Dan? Yeah, actually, I have. We spent uh, Southern it, Pride. It love the mic, Dan. It loves you back. <laughs> there you the go. We spent all the Southern Pride uh, across from each other because oh, I was doing the the game setup and all that. Oh, I'm was, sorry. I'm sorry, Bill, right there. that you had to put up with Dan for that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, th- so this is the Beatles. I cut you right. off. Yeah, it's uh, it's a keychain again, uh, and and I uh, mounted it in the uh, the the cabochon mounting, and. Pour the resin on it, but it's uh, it's really quite striking. Yeah, and it's not just the keychain. You've got matching artwork that is in the base of the the mounting. Right, right. it's from then, Yellow Submarine, the movie. For, okay, I'm not a I'm not up on my Beatles lore, so you know, oh boy, I'm I'm sorry. I, I, get up I went I that. went through a stint where I did enjoy a couple Beatles albums, but then you know I yeah. also liked Donkey Kong at that time too. But that's a whole other conversation. Well, we're just going to spin <laughs> you right back around. That's all I can say. And um, so I I didn't recognize the the background art just right off, but man, this is amazing. Again, the quality is just unbelievable. Oh, it's I it's good. Check out. It's really good. So, Bill, let everybody know how can they yeah. contact you? Okay, we'll, and, and I'll uh, I'll come over and well, I'll get pictures and we'll have it up on our Facebook page. Oh yeah, It'll for sure. The show. Yeah. yeah. The, and, the website is superskillshot.com. Super, all one word. Superskillshot.com. See now that Bill is is the type of domain that I wish I would have registered before you got it because that is a that's a killer URL it yeah, really is, is. It, and, well it, yeah. it, it explains the 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 whole philosophy between this because yeah. the shooter rod is so important to the very first shot you take on the machine you, you've got to make a shooter rod that's both comfortable and you can get an even consistent release yes mm-hmm. definitely so so bill i'm curious what i mean was it just your your own personal uh, dissatisfaction that led you to do this? I mean, how many years do you have in playing pinball? Because I, I, I feel like this is something that is born out of I can do something better, and I want to do it better for myself. And then it's like, oh, by the way, I'm actually pretty good at this, so I'm, I'm going to sell some of this. And, it, I mean, I look at it, it's almost like building Bentleys. You know, I mean, after you get through number three, you're cranking out some of the best, the best oh, yeah. autos in the world. Yeah, well, I've been playing pinball for 50 years. Oh, man. That, see, that is so awesome. You don't look you know, a day I've over 29, I've played a lot of VMs Bill. when they yeah. were first brand new. So, you don't look know. a day over 29, so quit <laughs> lying to us. <laughs> I, 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 say, I say you're hanging pretty tight, Bill. Yeah. Good job. And, and this, the uh, the Lord of the Rings was uh, was the genesis of it because I, I that was my first pinball machine that I bought. Okay. And... No, uh, I was very dissatisfied with the uh, with just the black uh, one. A stock shooter rod. Yeah, the stock shooter rod. Yeah, yeah. So, 
and I couldn't find anything that really was uh, appropriate as a shooter rod. So uh, I started out, uh, I, I found an oversized ring size 16 back then, and, and that turned out to be just barely large enough to be comfortable to use. Yeah. Um, Marco Pinball Supply started to carry them as well. I, uh, oh, they, your, your when, product. When they, when they saw it, uh, they they ordered 20 of them. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> and, fantastic. Uh, from that from that time on, uh, they've they've picked up about 12 of mine, the most popular ones, and, yeah. and they've continued to sell quite a few of them. Well, good. So, yeah. so that's did awesome. You, did you do something in? Uh, this sounds kind of funny, but I don't know. Did you do something in resins before? I mean, how did you start working in that? Me- Gosh. Um, uh, yeah, I done I done a few things with resin, but uh, this was first thing that I've really gotten serious about. Okay. Yes. Well, Learned cool. a lot. Yeah. Uh, experimented with a lot of different polyester resins and, yeah. and the characteristics of them and so forth. And it's uh, it's very difficult to get a resin to be completely clear I was without s- bubbles. I yeah. was about to without, say they're without having clear. A, a, a vacuum chamber. Yeah. And uh, but managed to develop the technique with the right products and and I and it works every, everything that I put together is uh, top of the line oh I can uh, I can absolutely. tell yeah. so uh, again superskillshot.com superskillshot.com right. and, and that's just the best place I mean I, I'm assuming any do you have a Facebook page are you doing that um, well I don't have a Facebook page I'm on Pinside uh, a few of them so are on what's eBay your, what's your ID on Pinside uh Model Visionary. Model Visionary. Model Visionary on Pinside. Right. Okay, fair enough. And which ones do Mar- does Marco carry? Do you uh, know Marco carries the uh, Lord of the Rings. They carry uh, a uh, Star Trek. Uh, I've seen uh, the Star Trek on their pin. site. Yeah. Uh, they also carry uh, Game of Thrones Stark. Uh, oh, for uh, Stark. Yeah, the Stark family. Oh, I, I was thinking Tony Stark, like Iron Man. Right. Okay. Well, they, they do carry an Iron Man, and they carry a Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm not a Game of Thrones That's fan. A, so. not, neither, neither am I. Well, uh, great. Off so so the popular yeah. ones you can get directly yeah. from Marco and yeah. then superskillshot.com. Right, right. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Well, Bill, thank you for sitting in with us. Thank you for spending you know a few minutes and just talking about your product. I, when when Brent drugged me over and he's like, "You have got to see these 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 shooter rods," and I'm like, "It's a shooter rod." I, in in my mind, I mean, I'm always going to appease him because you know, I mean, he, he's my man. Well, but if, and if he doesn't, I'm going to annoy him. Exactly. So, so, but, so I'm sitting there thinking, it's like, well, they're shooter rods, but okay, I'll go take a look, and then I get over there and I'm and I just tallied it up, and I'm like, okay, that's eight hundred dollars, you know, and uh, and I had to kind of talk myself down. From spending eight hundred bucks right then, well, because it's like, yeah, actually, uh, I would want this. What, yeah, so it's awesome. What, what's your price hey, spread? Bill? Kudos to you. Bill. You're talking eight hundred dollars. You're talking about like to get one for every for, machine. Yeah, for own. every machine yeah. I've got. Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. They, well, they range depending on what it costs for me to get the item to put on there, and, and, yeah. and basically how much time it takes to, to yeah. put it together. Uh, the uh, the Lord of the Rings is. Uh, uh, Ninety-five dollars. Uh, yeah. The uh, the the Beatles is uh, about the same. Uh, I, I have them from fifty dollars for an eight ball, um, on up to you know 
most of them are in the seventy to eighty dollar range. Okay. All right. And, and then you kind of alluded to it earlier. You you can do custom work too. If somebody wants. Oh, absolutely. Specific. In fact, that's where most of the shooter rods come from. I get requests from uh, collectors who want them on these other machines. Once I put one on. Yeah. And so I come up with some concepts and and show them some mock-ups and I, ship I, it out. I so think we need BT-themed shooter rods. I was just thinking of uh, yeah. the, the next surprise Christmas gift. It, exactly. You just so, busted me. Sorry, sorry about well, that. I, I've done them specifically for tri- for uh, pinball shows. Well, the okay. Bill, we're, yeah. we're going to talk to you. So that okay. that's awesome. Thank you. So I assume that I can ship you a vector file, and then we can get shooter rod out the other side. Right? Turn the crank a couple times, shooter rod falls out, right? Uh, well, a little more than that. We don't, Fair enough. Up. Bill, we don't need to know what happens. Yeah, we, we don't need to know what happens, <laughs> yeah. Bill. We're, we're, not we're, we're, just, we're, we're just placing an order with Smart, Bill. That's all we're doing. So it's all good. But no, seriously, Bill, thank you very much for your time. Certainly appreciate it. Like I said, we'll come by a little later and we'll get some uh, uh, more pictures of your selection and we'll get them out to yeah, all of our listeners. Well, great. Sounds yeah. good, Bill. Thank, thank you. you. Superskillshot.com. We, yes. we, we got you. Thanks. Yes, sir. Dan, hey. say hello. Hello, oh my goodness. everyone. Dan, where, where we going, finally Whitney? got you on the show. Whitney's taking his headset yeah, off. I'm, like I'm, I'm going I'm to help Bill. Oh, you'll help Bill out? Yeah. So, Dan, we, we try to get you on the show for a long time, mainly because um, it, it's like an intervention. We need to talk to you. <laughs> We've got you wired in now. You can't go anywhere. You know, you don't see it, but I've got people over your shoulder <laughs> to prevent you from getting up. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah, honestly, I've been in the background a couple of times, and I just don't like the attention most of the time. If I'm prepared for it, I'm good. But well, uh, and by the way, for people that know me, I love the attention. Do you? <laughs> it's, it's just I don't want to be recorded. You know what I mean? Well, I've had. Uh, thank you, Bill. If you want to head on back. Uh, well, I, I get just you. wanted to give a uh, plug. I just bought one. Do I what? just bought one of Dan's. Oh, did you just buy one of Dan's oh, yeah. signs? Yeah, oh, very nice. He suckered you into a sign. Uh, Absolutely I essential know. for I any gamer. Yeah, I, I, I know. It's, it, it, yes. I, I yes, joke, it is. I joke, Bill, Whitney and I both have them in our game room. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so, first hey, well, thanks knowledge. Thanks for being me on. Oh, you're so very welcome. Yeah, thank you, so Bill. Pre- appreciate it, sir. So, we've already kind of alluded to Dan. You do signs. What's the story, man? Give us give I, us. I do LED digital displays. I, I, I got one a bunch of years ago, and I'm fascinated by technology, so I started taking it apart and figuring out how they worked, and I tried to think better ways to do it and different ways to do it and all that. So, so you don't you're doing. Uh, I've seen your red LED signs. I've seen them for years at SFGE. Uh, was it two years ago you had like the eight foot one four sided uh, yeah, that yeah. was on the on the pole? I think that was two years ago was at Southern Pride. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that was just an idea I had. I, I've since thought of better ways to do that, although I haven't executed on that idea because it was uh, it was a big task putting that thing together. Oh, I could imagine. So was it was that sign? Was it one controller or four controllers running that? I think I intended to use one controller, but you know deadlines. You know they don't move. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 they don't. That's no. the problem. So That's it ended up being four separate controllers, but uh, I, I put the same software image on all four of them. So. Yeah. So, how have you spun that? You're you're producing like custom, custom made signs. Yeah, I've done uh, I've done a number of custom ones. I know uh, the Circus Maximus guys as well as uh, Spooky. They've got a couple of my full color eight foot signs, and then uh, okay, you know, I built some for for Mark at Marco Specialties. I do a lot of work with Mark and the team. So, um, 
I, I love the dandy on your shirt. That is absolutely <laughs> awesome. Have, I literally just found this in my bag a few minutes you ago. You just saw that? Put it on. Well, I just sat it's, down, put the headphones on, and focused. Freaking you know? bright green. I, I know. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I bought these a uh, couple years ago for uh, for Pinberg, and it was a way for me to keep track of which player I was. So I programmed them in, and oh, okay. last year last yeah. year I bought like twenty of them. People bought them off me. I just, so what you like put, put player one? I'm player yeah, yeah, yeah. If I hit a button in the back, it switches player one, player two, player three, player four. It's a big deal if you play out of turn. You know, yeah, oh, match yeah. play. Oh, yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah. Well, I, we yeah. were playing a four player game on Beatles last night. Whitney, myself, and then Dave Corgan, uh, Dave Corgan and, and his, his wife, wife Julia. Yeah, and it's just the four of us. And we still get, we still get out of out of whack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's so I easy. Saying that definitely. Yeah. So so t- talk about the sign. So you, I, I don't even know where to go with this. I know it's in my game room. You can do just about anything. I don't even know where to start with it. Well, you know, if somebody has an idea. They they have a particular thing they want. Like for example, you had the idea of the long skinny full color one, and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Why not? Right. Yeah. So I'd learned how to do some 3D printing and some modeling and a, a CAD program. It was very amateur back then. I'm way better at it now, but. And so I was able to figure out a way to make a big, long sign that fit in a really small box. Uh, so the kit I got, which I know you've improved upon, you had designed the rails that would snap together. Right. So uh, at the time, because I, I think, let's just be honest, I think I, maybe I was a little bit of a demo. <laughs> <laughs> it's you okay. Had, Everybody's got to start. Which is fine. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't mind doing it. Because yeah. you want a customer like Whitney or I as a demo because we don't mind a little extra to help out. We've right. got we've got you know. flex, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, but you 3D you 3D printed the rails that would go together, and then they, all the holes were spaced perfectly for the side for for the back of all the panels. Right. So that when it was all assembled, then you had one contiguous panel driven by a single control. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely and, beautiful. And if you remember the, I called it a. Um, a linear spacer or something like that. I forget what the name I had was. You actually bought some aluminum from the local Home Depot or Lowe's, and you had to drill through the holes yes. that I had 3D printed in yep. it, and they perfectly aligned yep. after it was assembled. So, And, and the reason for the, that I had to supply the aluminum, like you said, was... Well, you can't ship that. Yeah, you can fit it in a small box. Yeah. Right. All the yeah. panels will stack. All the individual pieces of rail will stack. Yeah. And then you assemble the rail out. There's your holes. Yeah. And you know, the aluminum's inexpensive. You know, it's just something common from a big box store. Yeah. Right. Well, most of what I do these days is it custom, and most of it's kind of generic-ish. I have several concepts I find uh, people are more and more interested in. Like, for example, the sign that's here on top of the big display at the show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they got in touch with me, thanks to you, and uh, I built this sign for them. In fact, I've made dozens of those. Those are That's that's the kind of thing I can make over and over and over. So yeah. that, that sign, is that... One or two of the RGB LED panels. It's uh, two panels. It's two, two panels, panels wide, uh, one tall. And and, and then it's in. You've got a front and a back that's smoked plex. I'm trying to. I, I'm edge on to it. I can't see it. Yeah, it's quick. a laser cut acrylic. It's a. Uh, there's different color. Uh, there's codes for the colors of acrylic that's tinted. It's a 2074 uh, tinted acrylic. So it's not black. It's not light gray. It's got enough darkness to it where you don't see the pixels when it's turned off. But yeah. when it's turned on, they blare right through it. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you can program that as so. If I own that, and looking at it, it's freestanding, and it's got a power power cord, and that's it. And you can set it on a, you can hang it, I guess, right? Because I hung my panel. Yeah, it's got um, th- that one has uh, keyholes in it, so you can hang it easy. Um, and, and in this case, we have it mounted to the top of the uh, 
the digital signage there. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it looks very, very smart, very, very tidy, and it's done extremely well. So, I mean, are, are you running, Dan, I guess the, the standard run DMD hardware, and then do you customize the image yourself? Or, how, I mean, how do you, or do you, I'm assuming also do custom programming? I mean, just can you talk a little bit about what the options are there? Well, yeah, let me just step back. You know, when okay. I got my first display, it was a run DMD, and I was just fascinated by that. And, mm-hmm. you know, but those boards are expensive. They're great, they're well made, and they're probably worth every bit of it. But somebody's, some people aren't willing to spend the kind of money just for that board, yeah. and let alone the rest, rest of so the parts. What's, what's a run DMD? It's a, it's a, so let me step back. The uh, There's a guy, a really smart guy, figured out how to extract the dot animations off of most of the pinball games. And he extracted them and created a custom display board that interfaces with the uh, LED matrixes. And so he's, I think he's playing an animated GIF back of the animations on hundreds and hundreds of games. There's 2,300 different animations uh, on the current uh, card image, so yeah. he created this board, and it's great, and everyone loves it. But and, and it's expensive. It, does it run on a an RGB LED or a red LED panel like you use, or does it, is it one of the low voltage modern DMDs that it requires? Okay, so everything's five volt. Okay. Every bit of everything I do is five volt. I shouldn't say that. I have some twelve volt stuff, but these panel things are all five volt. All the displays are five volt, and the number of amps is determined by how many pixels and whether they're color or not, and the size of the display. So. Yeah. Um, so you know, so you got the panels and you got the controller. So the, you know, the Run DMD controller is really expensive. So it's, some it's people expensive. Like, can I can I get something I can program to do whatever I want, not what they thought of? I want to you know do some custom things here and there. So I I got some uh, generic controllers and figured out how to use those. And by the way, that wasn't easy because I don't I speak Chinese very well. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've I've seen some of uh, uh, some videos on the large panel displays made up of probably hundreds of those individual panels yep. that you see. And all the videos are Asian. They're, they're in some mall in China or Japan where they have, they have crafted these together in some display. I've never seen anything like it, at least stateside. So I could imagine what it was like trying to I guess almost reverse engineer what they were doing. Yeah, I just buying parts and putting them together and hope they work and uh, I did find some great combinations so that's kind of more or less what I'm going with so you know for the most part I'm selling the run DMD ones with the red panels or the full color panels I also am building the custom ones with the generic controllers again less expensive because it's a generic controller also in the uh, red and the full color that's pretty much what I have right now yeah Uh, one more thing I actually forgot to mention is a lot of people put color DMDs in their games. I know you guys have probably put some in some of yours. I, I, I have. have. I have. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I, I, I love them. I, I really do. So, it, you know, everyone's got these panels just not being used. They're in a box somewhere. So let's figure out a use for them. And exactly. the Run DMD guys, oh, we'll, we'll make a cheaper board that we can put in there. So I built the frame around it, and some, so, several other people did as well. But, uh, you know, I actually run a lot of these frames. I got a whole bunch of them in inventory right now. But... Um, the next step is something I don't know if I've talked to either of you about is I've actually got a generic controller that I've got somebody creating, a guy named Jimmy Lipton. I think I'm saying his last name right. Yeah, yeah I know who you're talking about. He's been at SFG several oh, times. Oh, yeah, so yeah. on several super panels. smart guy. I, th- I think, he, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he do some of the operating system work with Scott Denisi for Total Nuclear yeah, Annihilation? Yeah. That's yeah. what he's I thought. Done a, he's yes. done a lot of work on a lot of the games you wouldn't expect. So he's all over the place with it. And yeah. He's kind of one of those background guys that figures out some of the really complicated stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I put him on the task. Like, 
let's let's figure out a cheap way to make a controller that can run a pinball display. Give me a, you know, give me a clock. Let's start with that. And maybe we'll figure out a way to scroll some text or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Actually, I think he probably just ordered the boards, the first set of prototype boards. That, so. That's going to be fantastic. And I'm hoping I got a booth in uh, at the Texas Pinball Festival scheduled, and uh, I'm hoping to have a couple prototypes of that uh, inexpensive controller to run. Uh, a, a stern pinball display. Okay. So. Oh no, that that's great because I, I know that the, the stern the, the stern pinball the, those DMDs. I mean, once everybody gets on that that color DMD bandwagon, we've literally all got let's let's just go ahead and say it a drawer full of stern DMDs just sitting there doing nothing. Right. And so being able to retask them, let's say as a clock, retask them as. You know, signage inside your game room, whatever not, that right? may be. Why not? Because you paid for them. You 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 should be able to use them. And when they're done right, they they are a they're they're an excellent product. Once it's come out the other side, no doubt about it. Well, yeah. Keep going. I'm working on the cabling issue right now. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. working on a cabling issue. Nice. Okay. No. No. No worries. No worries. So so Dan, let me ask you this. I mean. From, from that standpoint, you say you may have these prototypes ready for SFG, so that's what, July of this year? No, 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 for Texas Pinball Oh, for Festival. Texas Pinball Festival. Oh, yeah, in oh, three no, weeks. In three weeks. Yeah, okay, four gotcha. weeks or whatever it is. I, I'm sorry. I, for whatever reason, I had SFG on the brain, and I apologize. So, I mean, from a from a, an operational standpoint, it, I mean, will the clocks run and look just like a run DMD clock? Because, I mean, that's really all I've got to go by from, I guess, a finished product perspective. Well, the initial plan for this board is to provide a clock, okay. which means it tells time. You yep. can set the time yep. um, and then potentially um, have the ability to scroll some text in some okay. way. Oh, okay, that, okay. Again, my target for him was give me a clock. A couple okay. buttons to set the clock. It needs to be the same form factor as the Run DMD. So, because later on you might want to upgrade to the Run DMD. Hey, oh, now, no, okay. So I get where you're going pop with it out, this. Pop then. in the other yes, board, and you're yes, good to yes. go. And then you've got all the animations and all that kind of yeah, stuff. So it's you, not so going to have the animations. Oh, the I one see. The, the okay. one that Jimmy's helping. Okay, me create, yeah. very, very, very distinct difference there. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. fair enough. Thank it's you. also going to be, you know, under fifty bucks versus one hundred twenty-five dollars. You yes. know what I'm saying? It, well, and and the thing about Run DMD, the, the clock is like you were saying fantastic product but by the time you tallied everything up and you put the board the controller then you put the panel and then and then the, the acrylic and the mounting hardware and everything you were swiping a paypal for four hundred dollars <laughs> to get one to your house yeah i mean that's and, yeah at least 400 for most of them i have a couple that go a little below that but yeah, for the most but part not, but not many yeah yeah, yeah. Not, not many at all so no, that, that's that's great. I'm sure that the market is going to uh, is going to bear that very very well, very well. I'm excited about it. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing the prototype myself. I've seen some prototype videos and it looks really great. It looks it looks really great. Yeah, that's that, that's awesome. So you're saying under fifty bucks? That's crazy. Well, that's the target. I, yeah. you know, we don't have the final bill of materials, but it's going to run on a simple Arduino. So okay, uh, that's a pretty inexpensive part. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, will you be able to, I mean, are you looking at color for that or just monochrome or how's that going to run? I mean, the whole goal of this board is to run with a DMD you pulled out of a Stern game. Okay, so then, then, yeah, just one color. It's one color and it's probably red. Yeah, exactly. Any color you want except for, uh, well, (laughs) they did make some green ones at one point. It'd be the Model T of clocks, you know, so that's that's all very well. That's all very well. So, Dan, I see you've brought a couple things with you. Yeah, I got a couple things here. Yeah, so what have you got here? on the table. So here I have, uh, I've got a TNA, which is really, it's it's almost the only game I play in my game room. I love my TNA. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I bought the speaker light kit from uh, from them. 
And uh, I didn't like the rings. I know, Charlie, they do some great stuff, but um, I didn't really care for the rings. I like... They were pretty rough. You get to look at right at them. Yeah. And, you know, and so I wanted something diffused. So I created a diffused ring. Um, so I got two big rings here, and they okay. they fit perfectly in a TNA. And you take the LED strip that, uh, that, that Charlie gives you, and you just slide it into the little slot, mount it into the game, and it looks great. It really yeah. does. It probably gives a, it gives a very nice, even... Easy on the eyes glow to that to that speaker light kit, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And so the other the other ones I have here are these uh, these smaller rings because TNA uses bigger speakers. Yeah. This is a uh, for Stern games. Okay. I've, I've made it, it. You had come by earlier and handed me a couple. Is that what I'm holding? It's exactly what you're holding. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's made to work with both the metal and the the, the, the wood control panels. I have the mounting hardware that goes panels. with it. Speaker yeah. panels. Okay. I'm sorry. I keep saying control panels. I don't know why. But uh, yeah, so lighted speaker rings. Okay. I sell them at, at the show. They're going for like ten bucks, but I'm selling them for twelve dollars on Pinside and the marketplace. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, and, and Mar- it, it, Mark's and Marco is going to be selling probably both of these. He's asked me to make a bunch and send oh, them I, to him I so see. we can put them on the website. Cool. Has the response been good on those specifically? Because there's many, many more Stern machines than there are TNA. So, I mean, it, have, have you have you moved through quite a bit of them? I, I, I can well, see. This is the first place I've actually showed it off. Oh, I see. So, okay. Yeah, okay. I got a whole bunch of them I made. When my 3D printer's not doing anything, I hit print. And yeah. This it, is what I print. And, but and I, that's, that's what comes out. Yeah, I got yeah. probably 40 or 50 sets sitting on the shelf. It, have you not stepped up to a 3D printer farm yet? Because you do a lot of 3D I have two. two. I've got a really big one and a really good one. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's, gotcha. the good? What's the good one? It's What's a, a Lulzbot Taz 6. Okay. And then the big one is? It's a uh, CR10 S5. Okay. It's a 500 millimeter by 500 millimeter. CR10 S5. That's what we were talking about yep. earlier. Yes. Yeah. Following some of the 3D printer community as I've tried to you know dip my toe into that water, it seems like a lot of people that end up doing like a printer farm They'll do it with a uh, some one of the Prusa series printers. Yeah, those are great. And the CR10s, there's plenty of farms that are CR10 based. Yeah, the yeah. Prusa printers are great. Now, the other thing I'm holding here, I call this the LED gizmo. Okay. Right. So I I like blinky things, as you can probably tell. <laughs> we right? all do. We all right? do. And so what the LED gizmo is is a board, an inexpensive board. It's got d- discrete logic in it, where you can put it in your back box and clip these alligator clips right to the the, the transistor that's controlling the flasher that you want your LEDs to flash with. And there's a set of jumpers here you can set the color. So let's, for example, say on uh, Family Guy, the beer can, right? You know, when you hit that, the, the lights flash red inside the game. So I can hook one of these alligator clips to the flasher circuit in the back box and set my switches for that particular cable to, to red. Yeah. And so when you hit the beer can, lights flash everywhere, not just on the flashers in the play field. Under oh, cab, really the cool. speaker lights. You know, there's there's a lot of you know speaker lights slash under cab systems out there, but they're all expensive. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to make something that's very, very affordable. This thing will probably go for 40 bucks. Oh, wow. 40 wow. bucks as a kit. See, I'm not going to put it. it all together, by the way. You're going to be yeah. doing some of that work yourself. Let me, but. Get, <laughs> let me see. It means you're not getting it back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. I got, I got, I got, they gave me, I made 10 boards and they, they work perfectly from the get go. I'm my, putting on uh, my old man cheater glasses. Yeah. So when you connect it to the driver, or so you're just looking for the ground, so you connect into the, the yeah, so the, the alligator clips are going to ground to the, uh, the transistor there. Yep. Uh, so you're going to hook into the power of the game. Yep. Um, and then uh, you're going to hook in your LED strips. So when you hit that, when you hit that target, it causes that that particular alligator clip to ground, 
which forces the, the, the electricity through the switches, which mm-hmm. causes the color. Yeah. So only the red, green, or blue, or all three of them are going to ground yeah. when you hit that target. So this particular yeah. board, and it looks like you've made a very nice 3D printed yeah, uh, um, carrier. I, I, I inspected that board before I had it made to the ninth degree. The one thing I didn't look at is the size of the mounting holes. <laughs> I, I didn't pay any. Every other hole is perfectly sized in the right spot. I did not pay attention to the mounting holes. They're two millimeter holes, so I had to create something to hold on to it because the, the holes were way too small. Oh, so. oh I see. And, and I that see, looks I see. like it drives yeah. four outputs. So you can, you can what, ta- uh, clip yeah. into four different circuits? Yeah, and the whole idea strings. is you can hook uh, four four LED strings, uh, two speaker lights, uh, under cab and a back cab or something else. I mean, most co- most people that buy this and, and use it probably won't use all of those outputs, but why not? I had the real estate. You might as well use it, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And the other thing it has on it is there's a dimmer circuit. So when you're not hitting a flasher target, you can pick a dimmer color by using those switches. So if you want it to be blue, you can set it to blue, but I can set the dim way, way low. Okay. So that when I hit another target that wants blue, the blue gets really bright. Oh, right? I see. You know, the great thing about pinball is this. Yeah. Just what we're talking about right now. There, I mean, the, the ability to customize and the ability to just add on and mod to these games, is, it's unmatched. Absolutely unmatched. That doesn't work with the new games, by the way. It's got to be uh, Sam or uh, Sam or, White Star. Sam or Early or Sam or White Star. And it probably yeah. would work on a Williams game for under cab or back box lighting. The speaker system is a little wonky on the Williams games, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, ring lights don't necessarily make sense there. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that, it's, that it's very nice. Amazing, Dan. Yeah. I'll, pass, I'll pass that back over. Okay. And I, and I got one more thing to show. Okay. I, I, you know, I got to plug it in, though. I don't know where to put it. Where, uh, where, uh, where are we going with it? We're going, we're going right up there on top of that box is All what right. we're going to do. Okay? Right, got enough okay. room for that. Okay, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, is, is we, I, think, I think what we're going to have to do, yes. Yeah, I think what we're going to have to do is uh, kind of do it at, at an angle there, Dan. Okay. So. Well, while Dan is setting that up, I've got another here, guest. Here, I'm going to help Dan real quick, okay? And I tell you what, why don't you go ahead and get Mike in on this let him know that he can come in. So, the gentleman, I, I didn't catch your name. You and I spoke for a few minutes yesterday. What was your name? My name is Ryan. Ryan, okay. Yeah. So, Ryan, you've got to get into that mic. Like got you real re- hot? Like you really yeah. like that mic. Okay. <laughs> that mic is your friend. Gotcha. Okay, right? So, Ryan uh, uh, walked up yesterday and introduced himself, and he's a new listener to the show. So, first of all, I apologized. And then the... Uh, the next thing we started to talk about was a game that you actually put together. So what's talk about the game. What's the game? Well, yeah. Uh, when we started talking, I was really kind of impressed by the, some of the games that you all brought. I enjoyed Sky Skipper, mm-hmm. and that kind of clued me into I was suggested, oh, I was like, I brought a game as well that I just built out of a total myth, um, which is the ever-sought-out uh, Polybius. So you and I, I've heard of Polybius. You and I talked a little bit about, about it yesterday. And the, the genesis of the game is it's this myth game that supposedly the CIA... Yeah, we can't talk too much about it. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> yes, it is a government experiment, apparently, in Portland, Oregon in 1981. Um, they There was just this myth that they were in every single arcade around town. And, and the idea was is that there was some sort of... Uh, uh, hypnosis or experiments <laughs> going on, and men in black were always showing up, taking notes. Um, they would just... then, And then the There was game like just, subliminal messages Yeah, subliminal it. messages, and then the just game just disappeared from arcades all, just all over Oregon. And now, the... the 
kind of in with that myth? Did somebody of because the game quote unquote exists? So did somebody eventually just code something? Yeah, there's there's how, a how couple did you games get the out there. Game? Um, online, you can get it for basically for free. Yep. Um, but there's the myth comes around. There's a couple games out there. There's Polyplay that had like eight different games on it, um, which is an old arcade game. And then there was also the myth also comes around from a kid I think playing Asteroids that just wouldn't stop playing to get that high score uh-huh. and passed out or <laughs> just had to use the restroom so bad that he just got violently sick. Um, so, yeah, that it didn't, like I said, it just disappeared. Somebody made a game. There's actually, I think, a version out for PS4 as well. But I just decided last year as a joke that I said I was going to bring it, and then this year I actually brought it. So, oh, one second. So, I sat Mike down, and Mike, I'm not going to try it. Say it, Mike. Vinicor. Vinicor. And I think I need to get, at one point in time, I'm not looking behind me, because I feel like that there's a, Whitney's got this grin, <laughs> and, and I've got my, Mike can see it. Everybody can see whatever they just stood up but me. So, let let, let's cover Polybius here, and then I, I think there's supposed to be a big reveal that I, that, then I know, and then swap Dan back in here real quick. See, I got ahead of the game. Whitney, I have this feeling that Whitney is withholding information. <laughs> For some, he's walking around triumphantly, and Whitney, I swear to you, if I turn around, and if there's one of Dan's signs playing Donkey Kong, I'm going to hit you right in the teeth. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to regret all right, so you actually built this. You and I spoke. You don't. You're not a woodworker by trade, but you built this beautiful cabinet to play this game. Yeah, I never no woodworking skills ever in my life, and just just made it from scratch. And, and the cabinet looks factory built. Oh, thank you. Thank You've got some artwork that's on the front that was a happy mistake. Oh, everything you, about it was a happy mistake. So it's got the, the cabinet itself. You're gonna have. We're gonna have to take pictures of it when the lights are up, so we can put it up on our site. Uh, the, there's a there's an interesting kind of work underneath the control panel, some curves, and it was all just it, it really makes it look like a factory built cabinet. Yeah. And then the game, talk about the controls of the game. The controls are entirely um, non intuitive. Yeah, at all. And I've constant. I've almost enjoyed watching people pl- try to play the game <laughs> more than being at the expo this year. So, like for example, there's a four way joystick in it, and the only direction that does anything is up. And it fires. Yeah. So no matter what direction your ship is in, up fires. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it just, I guess the idea of it is it plays into this crazy myth that this thing exists and there's and some just, backstory that nobody knows about. Right. And then it's almost like the uh, old asteroids, like cabinet. If you press uh, the, the left, on the right side of the control panel, you have a four-button spread. Okay. And those are your forward and back and left and right. It's kind of like a thrust and the warp and everything like the yep. old, that older game. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to make it. And it didn't play well with the joystick. So, again, happy mistake. <laughs> and I just was like, I'm going to switch up the controls and see what happens. And, and then during the course of the game, it it flashes message at you. Yeah, like so, subliminal so messages. Message. Like, Mike Stern needs to get in on this. <laughs> Buy more pinball. Yeah. It was just like, don't sleep, work. Don't sleep. <laughs> Things oh, like is, that. Is that what it says? The, one of them is that, like, obey. So that's random. What, what's that movie from? They Live. They Live. Yeah, if I, if I get the special glasses while I see these, yes. these messages. Do you know the South Park tie-in with They Live? 
vaguely, I think. It's so there's a, a there's there's a storyline in South Park with a disabled kid named Timmy. Yeah. And Timmy's the one some of the characters often discount, but comes in and he's got the smarts. You know, he's he's the one that's got it together. And there's a scene in it where there's another competing dis- competing air quotes disabled kid, and they get pitted against one another in one of the episodes, and the two of them. F- out the entire they fight scene. Yeah, which is the, the longest fight scene I think yeah, in movie history. Yes, with Rowdy Roddy Piper and the other. I don't know who the other gentleman is. Uh, Keith was, something. I don't Keith David was, maybe. I don't think he was as notable. Air quotes. Yeah, Rowdy he's been Roddy. in a bunch of stuff since then, but uh, I think his name is Keith David. So, the, there's actually YouTube videos of the South Park and the They Live side by side, <laughs> and it's scene for scene, shot for shot. It is hilarious. Any, anyway, anyway. So, are you going to be taking this game to shows, or is other people going to? Um, I would love to take it to other shows. Um, are you? Uh, take it. You're from Louisville. Yes, you're from I am area. from Louisville. Um, but you know, it's again having no experience. I don't know how well it's going to hold up. If it holds up for the rest, take of this, spares. Yeah, take spares. Exactly. That I brought every single component I have that I possibly own to just put in the machine. But so yeah, t- yeah. Are, do you have a Facebook page or website or anything where somebody can actually come see it? No, it's going to be broken token, right? Again, we don't. We don't even. We don't even talk about it. Okay, we don't. all right. Can't so, even put up there. so we'll sneak over, take a couple pictures, and no one knows about. We'll post yeah. them. You do know that you're on the internet talking about it, though. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah. And there's guys in like you know, you know, black sunglasses swirling yeah, around behind you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta admit, like I'm usually a modest person, but like just totally like anybody could, like walking up to that game, I'm like, oh yeah, I built that. I built. <laughs> but well, man, it's something to be it's something to be proud of because it is pretty sweet. So, man, I appreciate you coming by and saying something. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and then telling everybody your story. We'll I'll get some pictures of it under cool. the Austin Michael because I want to protect. We've got one that can see. <laughs> We've got, he's going to disappear. The yeah. game will be gone. And, and you know, I'll have Whitney. I don't want my name on any of it. I'll have Whitney post it. So. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank right. you for having me on here. Oh, I sure appreciate sure. it. Thank you for coming on and talk about it. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to rotate Dan back in. Dan, can you hear me? We've actually got speakers here so that we're violating the ears of everyone that walks by. I, so I, I enjoyed am, it because I got to hear what you guys are talking about when I, when I walked so, up. Well, that way you know we're not talking about you, Mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. D- Dan, sit down. Let me know. Ear, ears up or down? Are they okay? I'm good. Are you okay? So sh- do I need... You all have... There goes my voice. It's going away. <laughs> Every show you do that. I do. I, I have my. It happens to the both of us. My my. I have the, the worst voice for podcasting. <laughs> and I tell you. In what, five years, that hasn't done either of us any favors at all. So, Mike has seen whatever's behind me, and yeah. I have. It's to my back, and I have watched Whitney the last few minutes, and Dan stare intently at whatever's behind me. Yeah. Should I turn around? Is this? Yeah, I'm, I think you should turn around. Yeah, I think you should turn around. That is sweet. Hold on, I gotta I gotta take the mic off the stand. Yeah. Well, I don't have enough cable because, you know, if somebody with any sense would have cabled this. <laughs> so that, what's the dimensions on that? Just it's big. A, it's uh, forty inches roughly by sixteen inches tall. And then it's, it's, mounted to an acrylic, back panel that's got our logo laser etched in it. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah t- uh, it took about 45 minutes to etch it. I, You know, I, I gave up on the acrylic some time ago. The only I reason I'm back in this business... 
I don't know what that is. I'm, t- I'm just spitting out. It's words. a type of plastic. It's acrylic. Yeah, yeah. it is acrylic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. I just, yep. I just pulled it out. Act like I knew what I was talking about. If you, if you said cast acrylic or extruded acrylic, yeah. I'd really be impressed, oh. bud. <laughs> I, fake it till I make it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, uh, yeah, I was. I was kind of sick of dealing with the acrylic because uh, drilling holes manually, getting them in the right spot consistently was impossible. With these large displays, it, there really was no other way until I find a, found a really great guy who had a really big laser. And so uh, and we've they, been working together. And, with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah, we, we spent a lot of time together, in particular doing this and some other stuff, which I haven't even talked about yet, which I'm not going to. You'll, you'll have to wait to see it. It's fair that enough. kind of thing. No, and that's all fair. So in between the time up on the DMD, or display, excuse me, in between the, it's showing the time, and, and are these cutscenes from various games? A couple of these I've recognized, some I haven't. What is, yeah, what is that's uh, the Run DMD animations. It's, okay. uh, that's a RGB panel. It's set to white as its color, but you can set it to green, blue, that's red, Twilight yellow, Zone. magenta, and cyan as well. I, I think I got them all. Yeah, that was all of them. Um, and then it also has uh, a specialized add-on board for the Run DMD that um, illuminates uh, some LED strips along with the animation. So it's uh, edge lighting um, the uh, the display, and as as the animations are happening, you're seeing things change on it. Now, now I got to figure out how to get you to make me a small one for me at Stern to have in my office. Yes, sir. Oh, I could totally do that. Yeah, that I, I think, I think so you're easy to do. I think you're talking to the right guy. Yeah. So yeah. what you do is you have a small one made. Yeah. You get everyone else on board to buy one. <laughs> and you middleman, and you all both make <laughs> There you go. Yes. That's how you do it. You get, yeah. get, get Gary buy, to buy one for everyone at the, yeah. at, at the factory, right? Have you met Gary? I don't <laughs> think he's going to buy it. <laughs> I have met him, and I didn't get any money out of him, yeah. if that's what you're wondering. I don't I don't foresee Gary open up his wallet to buy us all these things as, n- as nice as they are. As nice as they are, yeah. yes. Yeah. That that is. I mean, that is truly amazing. And, and, and you know, honestly, changes. I haven't. Even, I hadn't even seen it because I didn't want to totally unveil it either because I didn't want to peel the paper off because I don't want to scratch it. Right. Oh, How many of these it, do you it, have? It looks great with, with our logo. There's two. There's two. There's two. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that one's yours. That one's mine. Yeah. Seriously? Yes. Oh man, I don't. Thank you. So I, I don't know if I don't know how this all worked out, but there's much thanks to go around. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Yeah. And, and my voice just finally. Just, yeah. So, no, no, that one's yours, man. That that, is, that's all you. That is amazing. I mean, yeah. I don't even have one with my game room logo on it. You know, <laughs> these are the first two hey, I made, and I, you know what? I, I know a guy. <laughs> you do. I don't can you? put you all together. <laughs> I like your little name tag too. That thing's brilliant. Yeah, isn't it great? Oh yeah, I definitely want one of those. Yeah, yeah. I'll That's set you up. Cool. I know. Where, I know where to get them. Right, cool. Excellent. Cool. <laughs> that that is that that is awesome. And, and so the color, and I, I, I again, this is an audio medium. So the the DM. The D, I keep saying the DMD. The displays are behind a, a piece of, of tinted acrylic. That's correct. Like the smaller display that we d- yep, were yep. talking about. And then behind that, instead of having another piece that same size, the back piece has it, it's it's longer on the y-axis. It hangs below. It's right. clear. Yeah. It's etched with our logo, and then that's edge lit with LEDs. That's correct. Yeah. And then you can change the edge lighting. You can change the edge lighting. There's settings on whether it does certain colors during animations. There's a background setting that I was messing with a little bit. Um, so the the etching 
you know, I've done this in the past, and in the past I was doing soda blasting, where you take a sandblaster and you take a stencil and you stick it to the acrylic, yep. and you and you you literally make a mess out of yourself for a bunch of hours. So I, I had a bunch of customers that ordered those, and they love them. And but it's just it's just awful to deal with. The weather has to be perfect because you you know you're in a respirator outside. Yeah, See, I didn't. I didn't realize you did that with soda. I thought you did that with sand. Or no, glass, no, or glass. no. It was always soda, and it worked great. But it was just it was just a crap ton of work, and it, you know, to the point where I was like, I'm not making them anymore. And I did end up making a couple more because people were like, uh, "We'll pay a lot of money for yeah, that." Please, <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Well, just one more time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> one more time. But yeah. but fortunately, with this this system, I, you know, the rules on how I can do the stenciling and etching is they're off. The, they're, I, I don't have to do a stencil anymore. I can do whatever you can print with a printer, right? Because yeah. that's I, what the laser does. And, and it was awesome because when I was talking to Dan about this, I mean, he gave me the dimensions on, on the logo. Oh, it just changed color. I'm it, sorry. It, yeah, I know. It, it's sweet, isn't it? Look at that. Yeah, he gave me, the Brent, he gave me the, the dimensions on the logo, and then I just hopped inside Illustrator and mocked up the artboard to be exactly that size, and that's a great thing once you've got everything vectorized. I mean, it took me, it took, well, it took me longer than I wanted to get it done but when I actually set to do it you just stretch everything out and size it and it's like it's like crystal clear exactly at the dimensions that it needs to be I mean Dan everything I, everything came out I can even see the because I'm so familiar with our art I can even see the weighting on the borders of the logo I mean that's yeah awesome. isn't it great it's it great. really is so, yeah so Mike have you figured out what you want on yours Oh yeah, you know he can make me a stern one with the stern logo on there. It would be pretty. Nice. Nice. That would be because I would hang it in my office at stern. Oh yes. oh yeah, yes, okay. that would be but so cool. I don't have a lot of wall space left, so like one half that size yeah, would yeah. actually be better. Well, like the yeah. one that's hanging over the display board out front, I could totally make you. Yeah, one of those. yeah, that would be. Awesome. Yeah. I would hang it up in my office for the yeah. whole world to see. And, you know, and the dimensions on this one, you know, the backboard is uh, it's uh, forty by sixteen, and you know, this the sixteen was driven by if I cut a four by eight foot sheet. How many, 40 inches yeah. wide, I can get three of them. But, yeah, if somebody wants one bigger, I could do bigger. Uh, obviously, the problem is bigger also increases the laser time, and that's where most of the cost is here. Yeah. I mean, the laser, it took 45 minutes to do this one, and, you know, it's it's a it's a buck and a half, two bucks a minute. Yeah. yeah. That's what I pay, right? Oh, okay. Oh, so, so Dan, so it, I guess just to kind of lay this out, I mean, when I've when when you're talking about laser, I automatically think of like a Glowforge, okay, something that would be running at my house. But yeah. obviously, this is you not have that. A laser at your this house? is a, this is bigger than some cars. This bigger laser. than some cars. Yeah. yeah, it's bigger than certainly uh, is wider than this table. Probably two of these tables next to each other. You know, is maybe about the footprint. You know what your I next step you. is? What's like, that? There's a gentleman over here, one of the vendors, who has a laser with him. So the the bed of it, well, the whole unit is. Maybe three and a half foot wide. Yeah, I mean, he hauls it in a trailer. Yeah, yeah, in, in, a, in, a, sing, in a small single axle trailer with all of his product. Yeah, and right. it's maybe eighteen inches deep, and that sheet might be just a. a sh if, if, if that might fit in it, it might be close. If it's a Glowforge, not even close. Oh no, no, no! I was thinking Glowforge like for lasering stuff at my house. But right. what what Brent's talking about is I. This gentleman, he's it's got bigger. A, he's got an industrial laser where he's running an engraving company, an okay. engraving business. And it runs 110 volts. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the guy over here, yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah exactly in the yeah, corner. Right in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he has it with him. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's outside in his trailer. Yeah, I can take a picture of you and get hand it to him, and he lays it on. Oh, the glass that's pretty for awesome. Me. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing custom work right now. 
So I, I guess that's where I was going. The next step for you, and that's going to be in your air quote 3D printer farm, is you're going to have a laser next to it. Well, it's cool. I taught myself Fusion 360, and I used the same software to do my, uh, my X-Carve, to do my uh, 3D printing, and to do this. All the same files, even. In fact, in some cases, I'm using the same design file for multiple parts. Some of it 3D printed, some of it not. Yeah. Mike, yeah. do you need 3D printing? I do not. No, it's, a, it's like that's completely foreign territory to me. I've tried yeah. to get in it, and I, I started to spend some time with it. Talked about it a little bit on the show, and I've had to get away from it. And I've got to get back into it. And I but have to do even, some training is what we need to do. And oh, I have not yes, even sir, please. considered trying to, you know, craft my own designs. I'm holding, Mike. This is a speaker grill. Is this that's the stern grill, right? Yeah, that's that goes on the stern uh, um, uh, Sam and White Star games. So I mean, you so you you just slide an LED strip in there and light it up. So Dan designed this and then printed it on his own equipment. Well, and not only That's did I design cool. it, it took me forty what? minutes to design it, and that he's just showing off now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you got it flaunted, yeah, you know? I'm exactly. just going to show off right yeah. now. <laughs> Listen, you should have seen how it started. I mean, the, the first couple <laughs> prints I did were pretty slag. awful, right? Probably I'm, pile of slag. I'm, it's like, uh, I'm like, I've watched some of those videos, and it's like, well, first of all, you just do this and this and this, and then bam, uh, it's like, oh my gosh, I quit. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. Mind. I, yeah. On top of the barrier of entry of like my, of the, just having the smarts to do it, the expense, I'm like, the that's expense. a lot of record money I'd be spending on equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I do get that. And, and you know something, Mike, you mentioned that. Have you found any, any vinyl stores here I in did. Louisville? I went, uh, so I, uh, a friend of mine, uh, he came in with his girlfriend. They were here at the show. They came in from St. Louis. Yeah. And they drove me over to a place called uh, uh, Surface Noise Records. It was a small shop, but it was pretty good. Okay. So I got my fix for the trip. Okay. Nice. Well, excellent. Well, good. I've I'm, been, glad, I'm glad. I've never glad. heard of that. I, I've, we, have lived here our entire lives, and yeah. we, have no, we have no <laughs> idea where you're talking about. Yeah, it was, it was, I looked it up. You know, I found an article about, like, you know, the best record stores in Louisville. And that was the one that sounded the most promising for the kind of stuff I like. Yeah, I understood. It was pretty good. Well, that's good. I mean, at least the trip, at least you get something out of the trip yeah. that, that feeds something else. Yeah, so that, yeah. that's the main thing. The I only, would absolutely you know, go back there next time I'm in town. Okay, for sure. I think the only vinyl Dan has is a well loved Ronnie Millsap album. Oh, and you know something? He even sent us know, a picture of that. It's been kidnapped. Has no it? way, Dan. <laughs> yes. So the story we've got to replace that. No, I'll get it back. Okay, was, okay, was that, okay, okay. Was that at SFGE? I I feel like it was SFGE. A couple years at, at you were doing the soldering thing, and you yeah. gave me a record album. A couple yeah. years at, yeah. at Atlanta, Whitney and I have spoken, and I I like to factor in all kinds of silly stuff. Like one year, if you asked a question, you know, the you got uh, like nine hundred hours free of AOL. I'd come up with a bunch of old AOL CDs, and it was you know, it's. When you're doing something pretty deep, it's a nice little icebreaker to keep everybody's attention. And I think that year I had a stack of VHS tapes and, for some odd reason, a bunch of Ronnie Millsap albums. So I would randomly hand out albums to me. <laughs> and it ended up in Dan, one of them ended up in Dan's game room in a prominent position. I was. It's it's under one of my big uh, digital displays. Yeah, and, and Dan, I tell you, I was highly impressed because you sent me a text for Happy New Year, and you sent me a picture of the Ronnie Millsap album <laughs> saying yeah, Happy so, New Year. So who kidnapped it? It, it, it happened on New Year's. <laughs> it's gained. It, it was later in the night, yeah. as it always does. <laughs> oh, I know who it is. It's yeah. gained infamy. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it back. Will you get? 
Well, that's that's the main thing. Mike's like Ron. There's more to yeah. the story I'm not going to share okay, on the recording. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. I, I get it. It's I get PG, it. but you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was happy when two of my loves collided at my job because you know I collect records and I love pinball and we and we put out a Deadpool soundtrack LP. So it came with the LE model. Yeah, so, so I, have, I have one sitting in my house. Yeah, oh, I was, fantastic! I was giving one for working on the project. That's so. that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, those will be. I, I, I don't even know what the secondary market on those will ever wind up being because who in the right mind would ever sell it? You right, because I mean, it came with you know it you know it comes with the LE machine. Exactly. So it's in the machine in like the goodie bag. No, uh, the the cassettes were in the premium, but the LPs we mailed them separately because they came in late. They took longer at the okay. pressing plant than we you know than we than we were quoted. So the games went out without the LPs, and then we just shipped the LPs separately. Gotcha. The, the minute they came in, we just yeah. started shipping them all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's they, they look they look good too. I mean, just the the jacket artwork, the in, in the record itself yeah, looks great. Red, yeah, and it's on red vinyl. The yes, match, it the, looks the I was gonna, nice. fantastic. So, did, is it just red vinyl, or did they put like this the logo, the little? No, it's red. But I mean, there's like a picture of the Deadpool's face on the lo- on oh, the label, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very pretty. Yeah, there well, was that's not the first pinball record though. There was a I didn't know this until George Gomez asked me if I had one and randomly in a meeting. He goes, Mike, do you have the Gorgar record? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he goes, there was a flexi disc that came with the sales flyer for Gorgar that Williams did in like what was it, 80, 81, whenever that record, so whenever that game the came out. Flexi disc, like we used, I remember. It I used to come we, in magazines. Yeah, okay. yes. one yeah. of those. Yes. Or, you, or yes. the back of a cereal box. Correct. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh. yes, I remember. Yeah, I, I know what you're out. talking about. Never yeah, saw the Gorgar. So there was one yeah. called Gorgar Speaks, and I'm like, do you have this, George? He goes, no, I don't have one. He goes, ask Barry Alsler. He's probably got one. And sure enough, <laughs> I so I sent Barry a message because we're friends. And Barry's, Barry's like, I guy. have one extra one. I will, I will oh, mail nice. it to you. And he did. He just gave it to me for nothing with the flyer. Very wow. solid. So, That's solid. Yeah, that, I was super happy. That was super nice of him. And so yeah. now my pinball slash record, my pinball record collection is complete. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> a collection of two. Of two. But, yeah. but it's two of unobtainium is yeah, what it yeah. is. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I had never. So, I, I've just never heard of that. Yeah. Now, wait, what was the hook with Gorgar? Was it the first? It was the first talking speech? Williams game, yeah. yeah. Okay. Might so have been the first talking game, period. I understand I it to be the first the yeah. first talking. Yes. And that was a big selling point Ever. for the game. What year was it? Because Gore, I think. I was in middle school. It was or high 80 school. or 81, maybe. So it was, you were in middle school, so it was 2008, right, Dan? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I thought I, there was something with no, Berserk. Was yeah, now that was the, as I understand it, if memory serves, that was the first talking arcade, arcade game. game. Yeah. Yes. I think that is also correct. Yeah. I, I, I it, love Berserk. That's one I, of my all-time It's a faves. fun game. It's, it's great. It, it's slow to start, but it, if you if you ride it, then it delivers. Yeah. Yes. It's my understanding that both games use the same audio system. There's literally the same board that drives the speech in both games. So I'm trying uh, two different companies, so probably not, but they're probably very similar. Yeah. Well, you only had a handful of, of chips that were capable of doing that. That's a good point. I, yeah. I'm trying to remember if it's uh, the Vortrax chip. That that's the one that's in Wizard of War and uh, blah, 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 Gorf. Gorf. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was used in a lot. That sourced itself because the market was small, Dan. Right. So the the Vortrax or Vortrax SCO1A, I think it is. That was sourced from a product for the blind. So it was like an early text-to-speech type of a thing. So it, it may be that it's... Ba- 
it's based in the same technology. No, I must have been. Th- I think I was thinking about uh, the the Stern, the Berserk, and the Frenzy games. Yeah, they were a couple, a year or two apart, I think. But they, they were. They're very similar. Very, the speech very. was different and better on Frenzy, so I imagine it was by far a much better yeah. hardware system. Yes. Both, yeah, both fantastic games. Both though. of them are fantastic games. Yeah. I've got it. I don't even know what the sound. The only reason I know the the one chip is from working on Gorfs because yeah. the way Gorf is set up, the card cage is terrible and they overheat. In the right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I love the speech in Wizard of War and Gorf. There's something very charming about it. Like yeah. <laughs> even now, like I, yeah. th- I still think it's fantastic. I mean, it's it's choppy, but yeah. it's choppy in in a in a very good way. Yeah. Because yeah. it actually fits with the it fits with the genre. Yeah. In the experience of the game. Yeah. If it was any better, it, it might not be as good. It might not right. be as good. Yeah, That's that, exactly that, right. That gave the game its charm. Uh huh. It really I, did. I, I've worked on the games and. and I I've struggled. I'm like, something's wrong with, is my speaker bad? Am I having to, is, and then I'm like, no, wait a minute. This is 80s technology. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it is. Yep. You know, <laughs> it doesn't that get any better. high tech back then. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So Dan, this thing is amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing. How, before we forget and you run off, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I keep waiting for him to disappear because it's so hard to get him on the mic to be yeah. out with. Yeah. How do people find you if they're looking for a display? And, and I'm not going to ask you pricing because unless you have something that's kind of boilerplate, I know the majority, a lot of your stuff, in my opinion, is custom. You mentioned earlier. It's pseudo custom, yeah. You had some stuff yeah. that was. Here, the problem with these bigger displays is they're hard to ship, they're expensive to ship. And so, you know, I don't generally uh, broadcast displays, but I do have a uh, uh, Pinside store. GameRoomMods.com, where I've got a couple of my items, and some, including some of these displays. There's like this display here. Obviously, you're the first one to have one. It's not up there. <laughs> so if you wanted something custom, you can reach me through Pinside, or uh, obviously you guys know how to get in touch with me. Oh yeah, more than a couple of people have come to me because of you guys. So good, appreciate good that. Deal. No so problem. So you're, you're doing it all through Pinside, and you're yeah, for the most part through Pinside. You know, there's some things I'm doing through through Marco and stuff, but. Um, I'm not telling the displays through Marco. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe he'll talk me into it. I don't know. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's going to be a whole other level of work is right, what yeah, that's going yeah. to be. That's, so. I, I get the feeling you're walking that line of as it is hobby versus yeah. Cause yeah. the deadlines start to come. Exactly. Well, exactly. I said Texas Pinball Festival. I have almost 40 mostly done displays in my little production room in the basement. You got three weeks left to get yeah, it I know, all done. I know. I, I, I'm a little worried right now. So how? So are those already sold? Or are you gonna take them? No, 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 they're not sold. They're not sold at all. So I, you know, I didn't have a booth here, but they managed to give me one. They were real gracious to find a spot for me, mm-hmm. and uh, I figured I'd give it a dry run to figure out what I needed to know for Texas because. You know, everything that goes to Texas, I really hope doesn't come back from Texas. I can, you know under, what I mean? I can understand It goes that. everywhere else. So yeah. you said you're a little worried. That's why I was wondering if you had them sold. Texas no. draws a lot of, uh, a large crowd, as I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And I've been there most years ago. And you're thinking 40 is going to fly off the shelves? Uh, I hope so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope so. You know, I'll, I'll finish the 40 I've got half made, and then I'll make some more until I run out of time. That's yeah. my plan. There you go. If yeah. there's a show that it's going to go fast, it's going to be that one for sure. Yeah. 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 My that dream. show is excellent. I'll gonna, be there. You make it down to Texas? Yeah. 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 Whitney and I talked about, it, talked about it. Well, we've talked about it for several years, and it just... It has not worked out. And this year, for both of us, with your travel and just yep. stuff going on my side as well, it has been worse than usual. So yeah, I mean, it's it's just the timing of it after this show that just makes the back-to-back nature of it just hard. Yeah. So I have 
I'll be at the Banning show the weekend before. Yeah. And then I'll be at Texas. And at the Texas show, I'm doing some speaking gig with Steve Ritchie, whatever he wants to do. Like, I'm going to help him. And uh, I'll be at, like, like at out the rest of the shows, I'll be in the Stern booth with yeah. Marco. Yeah. Um, you know, teaching people how to play the games. They can challenge me for prizes. Um, That's got to uh, be fun, though. It's a lot of fun. That's yeah. got to be fun. Somebody beat me today, and they, they won themselves a Star Wars translate. So. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Let's so I got my butt soundly kicked by somebody on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy today. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. That's. I mean. That, I mean. That's cool. I mean, I'm not you invincible. Gotta, you gotta I mean, admit. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, yo. I'm, but you, I'm, I mean, you play serious. I mean, it's not. You're not sandbagging a little bit. Not so, at all. So no. That, so that you can kind of give away and continue to promote. You right. have to play. You got to earn it. Yeah. You but you know what? It. You know, that's, sometimes that's if awesome. you know if the person's particularly nice and they don't win, I give them. You know, there's a lot of consolation prizes there. <laughs> you won't get the translate, but you know, maybe you end up with a shirt or something. Yeah. You know? there, there if you I go. have if I have stuff left. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. That, that's yeah. so. That's cool, Mike. I yeah. mean, that that's a very goodwill gesture type of program. Yeah, I, yeah. That's It's nice that you nice you guys do that. I try to have the two tiers of prizes. The one like if you actually beat me legit, and the one like hey. We had some fun. Here's something. Here, here's yeah. Here's yeah. something to remember me by. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so he came over here. Does that mean you're out of prizes? Are you? No, yeah. no. I still have three translates to give away at the show, um, and a couple of t-shirts. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very, very good. Very Dan, good. Go playing. What's that? Go playing for translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't beat him. <laughs> you could. I, trust me. I, I have as many bad games as I have good ones. Well, and you know, and I think that's honestly all of us. Yeah. But the, but what keeps what keeps us coming back with pinball is that you want that next game to be a good one exactly. and you'll always step well, right back up I, I rarely see keith Elwin have a bad game well that's when a good we point. play games at work <laughs> yeah. i think i can beat him once every 200 games and it's just a fluke wow is keith the one that did long ago the video for like how to play adam's family in a couple of games for papa was uh, Keith doing those I think nah. that was probably Bowen. Wasn't yeah, it, it was probably Bowen. him. It wasn't was Keith. Bowen. Yeah, yeah it's probably Bowen. The, the video I'm thinking of, he, as he's talking, he's like, oh, I miss this. This is I've had better games. He's very quietly, carefully letting you know that, oh, I let this by, and he's just blowing it up. Yeah, <laughs> and he's, yeah. he's talking how to play the game through craziness. It's yeah, just amazing yeah. the level of con- the concentration that caliber of a player has. Yes. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's off the chart, actually. Yeah, off the chart. I often tease Keith that I think that he's like one of the Terminators in the movie where he's got the, <laughs> the heads-up display. And, whoop, I lost my sound. Oh, did you lose your – uh-oh, yeah. I moved. Oh, there we go. Are, are you I, back? He's got, yeah, he's got the HUD in his eyes, so he sees the shot with like a line. <laughs> so, yeah, just like the Terminator had all of his targets yeah, and he he's just got shot a tar- He's all. got a targeting computer yeah, is what he's got. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when, when, I, when I watch the videos, it, and I'll, I'll use Bowen as, as the example here, what I don't really – understand is how they can memorize every rule, every shot, every mode, every stack, every permutation on every game that they step up to. Yeah. And it, it's, it blows my mind how they can just pull that right back out. I mean, I know my own games reasonably well, yeah. but there's there's a lot about the games I have in my, at my house that I still don't know that I still don't know about. And and I find by accident and these guys have taken it to a completely different level all together. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's like a version of muscle memory. Yes. Um, that you do it enough, it just becomes a grain in your brain. Like, my brain's full of useless record trivia that I'll never lose, but I, <laughs> I couldn't tell you, like, what I did two days ago, you know. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I'll forget people's names the minute yeah. that they tell me them to them. Yeah. But, uh, You're saying that to somebody that just spit out the part number for a chip in a 
you know, an obsolete chip in a video game. Yeah, like exactly. Because it's, it's ingrained in your brain. Yeah. yeah. I was that way with, you know, during the Mortal Kombat era with all the fighting games. You know, like I knew every little nuance of them. But now, 20 years out, I can hardly remember any of it. Even my hands have forgotten what to do yeah, yeah. Most for about half of them. And it's kind of alarming. But if you if you exercise that part of the brain, it just... It just it just gets etched in there. It's I mean I would just love to have the time to be able to do that because I think part of the part of the thing about pinball that is so rewarding about it is is it's equally as frustrating. Yeah. And yeah. so when you when you're able to master it, the payoff is just it, I mean it's almost like a shot of dopamine across the back of your head. I mean it's just so wonderful. But it was so frustrating getting there. Right, you know? right. Yeah. If you kick a hole in your basement wall, but then still want to play the game again the next day, like, <laughs> yeah. then we've, we've done something right. We've done something yeah. right. And yes. I speak from experience because I once did kick a hole in my basement. No walls. way. Did you what? seriously? Oh, wait, yeah. So what, what game was it? It was No Fear, and I and guess guess what game I don't own anymore. <laughs> yeah, would that would be No Fear. When, and, when I kicked the hole in the wall, I realized how pissed off that game got me. I'm like, it's got to go, and I sold yeah. it. Yeah. So what's in front of the hole now? A video game? Oh no, the new wall got replaced. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I pictured No Fear going out yeah. in, in a cartoon style hole where it just it just knocked the entire silhouette of No Fear through the hole. And what, that's all that was so left. So what games do you have now, Mike? Um, Pinball-wise, you know, bear with me here for a couple minutes because I have to visualize it in my basement. I'm going to ask Dan next, um, so he better have it figured out by the time I get to him. I have Attack from Mars, Pinbot, Ride of Pinbot, Jackbot. Oh, so you're okay. So you're. Is there any miss? Is it that's the whole family. That's the whole family. The whole family. Yeah. yeah, and people keep asking me to sell like bride. I'm like, well, I can't break up the you family. Can't break up no, family. I can't, you don't want to I do came that. from a broken home. I don't want to break up a home. <laughs> exactly. Um, I have a Mars God of War, Medusa, the games, which was this old Gottlieb solid state. Um, I, that sounds familiar. I think Flash, I've seen that. Grand Prix, the EM Grand Prix from Williams. Uh, Fun House, Medieval Madness. Oh, that's a nice selection. Doctor Who, Bram, oh, very Adam's nice. Family, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Iron Maiden Premium, Batman Premium, and I have a work cabinet where I bring Playfields home. So it's it's it's, it's a Star Wars, but I've got stuff goes in and out. But stuff goes in and out. Yeah, that's um, that's a solid stock. I of think, games. and I have a shadow on its way out. Um, the guy paid for like a third of it, and I'm waiting for him to the rest of it and come have his guy come get it. Mm-hmm. It's just been taking a little longer than I'd like. Because <laughs> uh, it's just taking up space in my workroom. Like, oh, yeah. It's got to go. But uh, the weather's been so bad, I haven't like pressed them. I'm like, hey, get it out of here. Oh, because, yeah, you're up in... I'm up in Chicago. Up in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. so, you know. Yeah. Oh, I a couple weeks ago, it. it was like 50 below zero, and we yeah. had a, two feet of snow. So It was it was equally as cold down here as well. Oh, yeah. It, it was crazy. Yeah, it was yeah. brutal. Stern brutal. was closed that day. Like, it was, you know, like, it's too dangerous. Like, yeah. everybody stay home. Oh, wow. Clothes. Yeah. Yep. And I say that because you're all used to that kind of weather. Yeah, but, it, but 25 below is ridiculous even by Chicago standards. Oh, jeez. Like 10 below, it's like, yeah, we've done this all the time. But that was insane. With the wind chill, it was like almost double. It was almost yeah. 50 below. Wow. Yeah. I, re- I remember years ago when uh, the company I worked for, we bought uh, a lot of equipment from Compact Computer Company. And Compact, you all may know, Compact was eventually purchased by HP. Yep. And did they keep the headquarters in Texas? I'm not sure so what they ended they, up doing. They had this fluke snow in whatever city in Texas. I can't, I can't even remember what part of Texas they were in, but I understand it was like off the hook, insane that it, that it snowed. And they don't have plow, like no, the snow plows they, or they salt got, trucks or anything. They there. got two inches, and it shut them down for almost a week. When I was in, uh, I was just in 
Portland, and they had some. They were telling me stories. One of my Lyft drivers was telling me stories about snow, and I'm like, "Yeah, we got like two inches of snow, and this whole city went nuts and shut down." I'm like, "Really? Because like, you know, that doesn't even slow anybody down where I come from. But <laughs> yeah. they don't have salt trucks. Yeah, out they're, there not, they're and, not equipped or for plows, it. so yeah. like, they were screwed. We're, yeah. we're kind of in that middle here in, in, in Kentucky, I guess, in the Louisville areas. I don't know about the rest of the state, but we've got the infrastructure. But if we get any snow, it's bedlam. It's total pandemonium. Now, all the milk, all the bread disappears from Walmart, <laughs> from Kroger, from... I mean, it is... You would think the aliens had landed and they were walking down the street. It is crazy. I was just hoping that when we had that super cold blast, you know, a few weeks ago, that my heat would... La- you know, my heater wouldn't break. And my furnace was only a year old, so I was pretty confident so you, I was you were pretty, you were pretty It good. was a balmy 74 in my house the entire time. <laughs> Granted, the he's, furnace he's didn't shut off for three days. For three days so solid, I, yes. I fear that the, when the gas, you know, bill comes, yeah, yeah. but... You know, I sat there in my pajamas listening to records for two days. Growing banana plants. Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, I was fine. I didn't, you know, I didn't go anywhere. So, Dan, what's your game lineup like now? I got 11 of them right now. I got Metallica, which is one of my favorites. Uh, a pro or a premium or a LE? It's a pro. I like the pro. Oh, the pros I'm not, I'm not big on game. the hammer. I don't like I, the pro. I have arcade games, too, but we'll circle. I'll tell you those. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay. Go on. No, the pro's so a Metallica, solid game. What do you got, Metallica Pro? Uh, yeah, yeah, pro. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, Demo Man. That was my first game. I got uh, gosh six or seven years ago, and then uh, Deadpool Premium, nice. uh, Fish Tales, which is probably on its way out and re- getting replaced by a Monsters. Yeah, uh, I like Fish Tales. I had one for a little while. Yeah, it's a great game. It's I love very that. Good. You know, it's funny. It's the second time I've owned this game. I yeah. sold it, and then every time I visited my friend's house, I would play that game. Yeah. just that game. It's so, great. Uh, and then uh, I've got Hook. People to get rid of Hook. Why would you keep that game? I'm the only one that knows how to play it. Really? I win every time. <laughs> <laughs> you know where all the shots yeah. are. I know. I know exactly. I what take to do. The, the ramp, the swirling ramp, the bangerang yeah, yeah. one. It gives it. I've I, I've got access to one. Rec Bar has one. I've not had an opportunity to actually sit down and really play it. But I like the way it looks. It looks very interesting. It looks like it's got some cool shots, and the, the ramp is uh, is a visual catch for sure. Yeah, where it like curves around. Yeah, it yeah. Cool oh, looking absolutely. ramp for sure. I played that game a lot when it was new uh, at this arcade near my home. It was you know it was a right game. I haven't played it in a long time though. I like to see how well it aged for me. Yeah, you know it's a simple game. The rules are still stem- very simple, and yeah. I kind of like that about it's it. It's Data East, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's an it, early DMD. It's got with the, the little, little skinny one, right? One. Yeah, yep. yeah. That, that yep. Star Trek, the first Star Trek they did had that too. Yeah, yeah. One. The dates of that genre, they they just weren't very deep. They're pretty solid games. But, but games of that of that yeah. era weren't really that deep None either. Of them were, yeah. yeah. It, 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 interesting. There's a call out in there where he says break a window. Yeah. And I always wonder why it said that. But the next game on my lineup is Fire. And guess oh, what? You, it oh, you've got a fire. I have oh, a fire. I love that game. Yeah, oh, and yeah, it says, a great game. break a window. So they obviously, they just repurposed some uh, some text from uh, one of the other games. And then... Yeah. Uh, two, next, different, two different companies, though. Fire was Williams. Williams. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Is, I wonder if it's a little Easter egg. Yeah. You have I to mean, look at the be. designer lineage. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great and idea. see if there's... See if they brought something over. Or the sound yeah. designer or something. Yeah. Yeah. Next is a Game of Thrones Pro. Uh, Star Trek LE, which I think is still the best LE Stern ever made. The, the, Sorry. The, the, the RGB light on that game is, is just beautiful. It's off the it's, charts. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, I, I've got a premium at home, yeah. and it is by far the first game that my wife and I play when we play, and it's the last game that we play when we play. And that Star Trek will, it's a keeper. I mean, it's an yes. absolute keeper. It's beautiful. So fun to play. 
Nah, next is a Flight 2000, and then lastly is my favorite game, which inspired these rings, is my Total Nuclear Annihilation. Yeah. I love yep. that game. And it is a great game. I had a party the other day. We set it for co-op mode, nine ball, and we, <laughs> a whole bunch of us just spent an hour blowing up all the reactors. It was a lot of fun. It was yeah. really a blast. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a fun, fun game. So, so sir, do you have video games, Dan? No. I, I have an Asteroids, an Ice Cold Beer, um, and a couple more. Do you have the ice, ice Cold Beer, or do you have the... the oh, no, I... No. You've got a legit ice cold you got a legit. That was a topic of conversation last night. And I have yeah, an yeah. early legit nice. ice cold what beer. What do you mean early? Well, they had uh, different locking systems, the coin boxes and all that stuff. They okay. changed it midstream. You know you know how like the early uh, uh, asteroids, they had the owl. Owl icon. Yeah, yeah. Owl icon and this doors. wasn't the yeah. same, but it was totally different yep. style than anything you see. And then as you see the, the newer versions of it, which aren't new, um, they use a generic coin door. Like How about later other. versions? Yeah, yeah. Later, yeah, there you go. There you go. Later, later versions. versions. So Jared Nebel was here last night, and he asked a question of Ice Cold Beer. Like, the holes that are your target holes yeah. on the glass, does yours have little, like, beer bubbles? Yes, they're supposed to. Okay. Yeah, Don't clean them he, off. He said his doesn't. So <laughs> yeah, somebody must have cleaned his off. Yeah, what the, I can't get this off. Yeah, I'll, I'll just get a razor yeah. blade. <laughs> I bet that's what happened. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I didn't know if they were screened as part of the rest of the art if they were well I guess they would be but you can still scrape them up with a razor blade yeah 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 yeah. they're, yep. they're there and they're, mine mine are there still enough where I don't feel like I need to replace it but they're not they're not in their original glory anymore yeah. you know yeah, you, you said you had asteroids yeah does yours have the owl eyes no no mine's a that's the one I remember from when I've been a kid like you yeah. know, where I would play I, I, I did a paper route just so I could play asteroids that's yeah. all I did yeah. all the money went to that game <laughs> yeah so when I got a chance to get one, I had to have it. And I got a couple multi-cades. Nothing exciting about those. Well, I mean, if you want a few games, you're, you're primarily a pinball guy. I know that. Yeah. You know, at least I feel that you are. And you got a couple arcade games in there. I, I can see not dedicating the space. And, right. And the layout of the room just doesn't make sense for... For a lot of videos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whitney and I have talked a little bit as... That, that our collection is shifting over time. Oh, to yes. more pinball. Oh, yeah. That's what happened yeah, to me in the nineties. Like yep. I, I, it started with one pinball, and I started selling off arcade games to make room for more pins. Yeah. So, yeah. what what videos do you have now? So Mike? I have a Mortal Kombat three, which was given to me for working on it. Um, so that one will Wait never... Wait a minute, it was given to... Oh, oh, yeah, okay. because I worked on the game. You worked on the game, Yeah, okay. yeah, when I worked at Midway. I was like, can that, you fix my game? Okay, no, now it, you can have it. No, That's no, no. So I was like, the company gave it to <laughs> me. Like, uh, it meant a lot to me because uh, Ed Boone, you know, who was the head of that game, like, went to management to get one for me. Like, he's like, you know, I want him to have a game, make oh, it happen. Cool. That's pretty um, awesome. And then... I got to pick out the two nicest ones out of the batch of ones available to the to the team, uh-huh. and he got he and I got the two nicest oh. ones. <laughs> so Ed's like, "Go find the two nicest ones and put our name on, put our names on them, <laughs> and then the other guys can fight over the rest of them." <laughs> so, um, so I have a Mortal Kombat three, and I have the board sets for all four, so I'll switch them in and out. I bought the parts to multi to multi jam it, but yeah. I don't have the know how to do it myself. And I just said a matter of time of one of my friends will do it for That's me. Like, it, it gets a little tricky. Like, yeah. Dan's like, look, it, it gets a little tricky because of the kick harness and all that, right? Yeah, I bought yeah. like the, somebody made a board to do like a multi kick harness gimmick. Oh, and I, so I got all this stuff. I just need my friend to do all the work to make it all work so you for make me. Tied all together. Like, I mean, if I really sat down, I could probably do it. I don't have the motivation. I understand. I can so, understand. Which is why I've had all these pieces for years now, and the thing is just, I still have to well, manually well, change them. Well, they still work, though, right? They all still work, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is, yeah. you try it yourself, It's played Mortal Kombat 2 right now for probably the last seven years, 
Um, and I just too lazy to change it. <laughs> and I don't get that many requests. Like my niece and nephew play when they come over yeah. and they fight about, you know, about it, but uh, <laughs> about, you know, who, who wins too much, the other one gets mad. But, <laughs> Quit uh, beating me. Quit yes. beating me. Yeah. So I have, Stop. I have that. Stop winning. I have a Dragon's Lair, which oh, I also have nice. the Space Ace kit so I can switch them back so and forth. You're still running LaserDisc? Yeah, LaserDisc. I have a... A Dexter? No, I have... The Laserdisc player that was used in Dragon's Lair 2, I got a new-in-the-box one from Midway Games because they built those games for Leland. Okay. So my boss at the time had two uh, NOS ones in a box, and then they made a conversion card to let you... That was one of the players that the conversion card lets you use. In a, I forget who makes it. It's, it. I bought it, like, a long time. It was, like, the 90s, you know? And it, so it works flawlessly, and for as much as I use it, I don't foresee the player. You don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, it was that that laserdisc player was it was like the Sony fourteen fifty or something like that. It was a really robust player that could the, take the abuse. Uh, 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 front of the show, Dan is standing behind you. He's a, a Dragon's Lair aficionado. He's like, "Yep, you got the right part." Yeah, number. it's That's one of it. my favorite games of all time. Um, and so, and I have the Space Ace kit, so I've got the disc, the control panel. And now Dan the, walks the off. He's like, "I've given my input. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm, I'm good." <laughs> so I have that. I have a Battle Zone. Um, I have a cockpit Sinistar. So is there a story wow. behind the Battle Zone? Is there something yeah, that you like yeah, about that? Yeah, I think that? I mentioned it last night. That Battle Zone was the one I played That's at Just Games right. as a kid. I, when I worked at Just Games as a, a young adult, I got them to sell it to my dad, who also really liked that game. And it was his up until a couple years before he passed, and he gave it to me. Said I've got a Battle Zone, and it, it the, it's not a, a specific one that I played. Yeah. But back in the day, when uh, there's kind of a family story and a remarriage, a, a marriage on my mom's part, and uh, when we were kind of coming back together as a family, mom had had married, and there was a, I was adopted. My sister and I were adopted by the uh, who was now our dad. Yeah. And. Uh, he, we, we went to arcades because he did that. He was military, and that's one of the things that he did as he was on base to spend time. So when he was back home, he would go to a couple arcades, and he would take me. Yeah. And my sister wasn't very interested in it. And I was enamored with Battle Zone. Yeah. And I, I'm sure, Whitney, you probably remember, that was, that, that was a game that I've gotten through the course of the show. It was one of those things where I just kind of kept an eye out for it, and eventually... You know, a couple of them wandered past, and yeah. I ended up with a battle zone, and yeah. that's one of those that it's I don't a fun see, game. Like, I don't see it going anywhere. I, I don't play it a lot, but I still enjoy it when I do, and then just for the sentimental reasons, I'll mm-hmm. never get rid of it. Same with that Sinistar. Also, I can't ever get the Sinistar back out of the basement because <laughs> it doesn't come apart. It's one big five hundred pound beast, and uh, <laughs> down and the I, steps is easy. I had to tear the doorway out to get it in there. Um, and, and then frame everything back and up after, back, yeah. And I'm never gonna do that. And you know, it's not coming back out without a crane. <laughs> yeah. And and, and, I'm, and that door's been replaced. I'm not tearing out a new door to get a game out. <laughs> yeah. Like if I ever decide to move, they get a Sinistar at the house. Oh, gee. yeah. Um, <laughs> but that sure again, price that, reflects it appropriately. Yeah. That yeah. Oh, that yeah. Sinistar was the one I played at just games as a, as a kid. Um, Williams put it on test there, and it still got the handwritten labeled ROMs from when they updated it. Oh wow. man! And and the the arcade bought it when the field test was over, and then that makes me want to me. That that makes me want to buy his house if he sells it. So, just for the sinister. So that I'd resell the house. Yeah. yeah. But me and you'd be putting a door in Whitney. Yeah, we do it. <laughs> I'd, I mean, I've got an upright sinister, but the yeah. cockpit would just be off it's the fantastic. hook. Like just sitting in that thing and being surrounded by that sound because there's two yes. soundboards and there's four speakers. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. It brings a whole new dimension to it, really it i'm does. sure i mean I, I would i would liken that to what it's like to play pole position in a cockpit versus pole position
position on an upright. Yeah, and it's, top it's 10 completely was way different. Better. It's yeah. way better. Yes. Yeah. So I think the only other thing I have is I've got a main cabinet, you know. So again, space. Yeah. Like it's got you know six thousand something games in it. And it's, yeah. I can play most of them correctly. Yeah. Um, so I love it because it does. Oh, oh, correctly, I, like in the emulation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, and I have a Robotron. Nice. Uh, but oh, the Robotron, yes. it's kind of oh, yes. like not the prettiest Robotron because it was originally a Joust that the arcade, it was again, it was just games, converted it to a golden axe. Yeah. Okay. And they painted the sides black. And then uh, I had a friend of mine convert it back into a Joust. So it's got a Joust control panel overlay. And then he gave me like another ROM card and wired another uh, control harness in there mm -hmm. so I could change things quickly to play Joust or Robotron. And it's been Robotron for the last 15 years and it will never be Joust again. <laughs> yeah. Because Joust plays great in MAME, Robotron does not. Yeah, yeah, I can and see that. So I got the real Robotron Wicko sticks on there, the correct ones for Robotron. Yeah, good deal. Um, the, yeah, so it's going to stay as Robotron. It's got the Robotron marquee, but a Joust control panel network, yeah. and the sides are black. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I mean, Robotron. But it works beautifully, and I put a new monitor in it a few years ago that I had an NOS monitor. It's going to, you know, it will look beautiful and play great probably for the rest of my life. Well, Robotron is one of those games that, I mean, I've got one. I'm very sensitive to it because yeah. you can tell when it doesn't play proper yeah. because it has a feel to it, totally. when, it when it plays right. Yeah. And I I got my Robotron early on in, in the collecting hobby, and I don't see mine going anywhere at all because when they change hands now, they change at such a, a ridiculous price. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Simon so yeah. Sheets was looking for a Robotron for years. He finally just got one a couple weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Uh, but I, every time I ask somebody, do you know anybody with a robot? No, no. Nobody no. Ever sells no, no, no. And if yeah. they have it, or they're it's like, like insane money. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if they have it, they're like, well, I've got one, but I'm not going to sell it, and yeah. I don't know where another one is. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. So you make me think, Mike, uh, I'm actually looking across here to the way to David Corgan. When I was in Nashville at his show, one of the games I was after for a while was a Frogger. Yeah. Then I was able to come back from Nashville with a Frogger, and now it's in this group of about the shifting group of about five titles that I, that I want to work on. Yeah. And what you just reminded me of is buried in the middle of uh, a bunch of games in my garage. Is, is your, is your is Robotron? Robotron? Yeah. yeah. That's one of the greatest oh. games ever made, Robotron. It, it fact, really is. I, was, I, yes. I, I love that game more now than I did when it was new. Uh -huh. and I played it a lot when new when I was new, but I'm better at it now, and I love it more now than ever. Well, I, I, I think for me, um, it's, it's, the, it's the frenzy pace of it, yeah. and I, I swear it actually helps to clear my head when I play it just because of the sheer amount of focus that, that oh, it takes. Yeah. Um, you, you don't think about things to that degree when you're you know when, when you're when you're just doing your day to day yeah, yeah. but when you're sitting there playing that game specifically it requires a level of zone that you just uh, you just normally would not do it's, it's crazy i swear when I leave this planet, it's going to be, they're going to find my dead body in front of my Robotron because I've either had a heart attack or a stroke playing it. Yes, I know. it was so intense and I either I got so mad or I was just so into it's it. So that, into that it. My body just craps is out. It, yeah, I, it, I get it. Is it. I can't think of the guy's name, but there's the story of the guy that was playing Berserk and he actually, a younger guy, and had a heart attack and died playing Berserk. That's, yeah, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be me. Like my yeah. wife's going to find me just, you know. <laughs> down there and it'll probably be days because yeah. she won't even know. You won't even know. Yeah, it's, it's the same with me. Hit or something. I yeah. thought she was like, in a show. Yeah, yeah. Out of town. I, I, I mean, thought he just left the basement door open I didn't, and because you know, he's lazy. I didn't yeah. know he was down there dead. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it seems like everything about Robotron is meant to, is meant to like kick, a, kick off a psychedelic response 
because even when you clear a wave yeah. and it and it does the the cut scene but before it redraws the the next level yeah. the next wave i mean if you look at that it's like whoa if i was if i was even close to falling asleep i couldn't do it because it just like assaults your senses and then you're right back into yeah, it all over yeah. again you know yeah. for, the, for the longest time i like one my friend had put that back as a joust i had like the the hap joysticks that were the Mortal Kombat ones. I just took a pair from yeah. working at Midway, and I played Robotron that way at my house for years, and like didn't realize eight, like eight-way microswitch, eight-way microswitch, and didn't oh, yeah. realize yeah. how crappy that was yeah, no. until yeah. I like until I once again played a real one and with, I'm the, like, with the Wicko. With the Wicko, I'm like, oh yeah. god, like my scores are like double. On, yeah, on yeah. The, you have to have the right. And then, I, and then I, you know, I just scoured the internet until I found somebody selling like a very gently used set off a of Smash TV, which was the exact same stick. Fair, fair enough. And yeah. you know, just a little bit of switch adjustment, and it worked. Beautifully, yeah, yeah. It, Robotron is just one of those, one of those great games that, yeah. Once you get it, it's yeah. like you, you just don't get rid of now, it. You all may know this. I know on the a Defender, it was such a hit for Williams, yeah, that a lot of those sounds they carried through into pinball games. Well, it was the same soundboard. Yeah, same sound. Yeah, so but those sounds were used in multiple games. There was a Phoebe Smith. I just saw Phoebe a few minutes ago. Made me think of this. Yeah. She has a really rare Williams Varcon. No, 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 not that game. Not Varcon. It, it's a. It's well, a she has Varcon, oh, but yeah. something else. Well, I'm looking at her. Var- the Varcon. Yeah, it's right there. Varcon's right yeah, over she there. Yeah. It the show. It's, yeah. a, it's a air quote standard table pinball game. It's. I remember a wizard or something in the middle of it. Oh but, God, I know the name, and I can't remember the, the titles escaping me. But I can picture but the back glass. It's peppered. Dan's looking like I, he's not following. It's peppered with Defender sounds. Whitney yeah. and I, I remember playing it a couple years ago at her house. Well, Flash bl- uh, has them. Blackout, oh, does it? Blackout. I'm not Flash. Oh, there's dozens of games. Blackout yeah. and Firepower have those sounds. There's tons of them. So I don't. Deadpool fire. has them. I love now, it. I know that. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Did you put them in there? No, no, that was uh, George and Tanyo's idea. I was, all, but they ran it by me, and at first I'm like, "Yeah, th- I like it. You should just use it in like one mode." And then Tanyo, I think, was the one like that wanted to try it in the whole game. And within a day or something, I'm like, "Yeah, that was the right. That was the right way to go. The right way to go." Because like now I can't picture the game without them. Right? Yeah, yeah. So did they do the same thing? Did Robotron? Because Robotron is so recognizable. Yeah, same soundboard. Yeah. Like those sounds are did, all over. And did Joust they, was the same sounds board too. Right. Did they so. carry those sounds over, like the the Robotron specific sounds, over in any pin games? Because I know the Defender stuff turns up all the time. I'm sure they did. I just off the top of my head, I can't remember. But yeah. a lot of those sounds got reused. What's, the, what's that shooter? Is it Hyperball? Is that Williams? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I like Hyperball. I, yeah, I think same soundboard again. And I think it has a lot of the Defender yes. sounds. Yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to believe. I, I don't want to. I don't want to rat on a game. But you're talking about Joust, so I'm, I'm going to just kind of slam it here Are for a second. Are you going to Donkey Kong? Yeah. Huh? You going to Donkey Kong? I am going to Donkey Kong. It's hard to believe. Uh, shut your mouth. But, <laughs> it, but it's hard to believe that. That, that, that those two games came out back to back from the same company because they're just polar opposites oh, of each yeah. other. I, I mean, w- I play Joust and it's it's like it's like swimming through peanut butter, and then you play Robotron and you want to have a stroke. You, you know, know what's funny yeah, is like Joust was identical. Too. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah hardware is one hundred percent identical. Yeah, as far as it, I know. It, it's one hundred percent the right. same. All you have to do is change the ROM. I just a ROM swap and go. Yeah. Yeah. I know that through from Defender on through to like Turkey Shoot. There's there's a couple families. Yeah, Bubbles that, was different. Bubbles Sinistar, different. So Sinistar and Bubbles. Bubbles, I think, were different okay. than Robotron and Joust. Okay. And I forget what Defender was. That might have been slightly different, too. It seemed like Earlier, Defender yeah. was like the first throw at it, and yeah. then they locked it in. They yeah. locked yeah. it in. Yep, yep. But, uh, so I was a Joust guy growing up as a kid when those games were new. I liked them both, but Joust was like one of the 
greatest games in the world to me back then. Yeah. And I still love it, but yeah, it's just it's very slow and methodical it's to play. It's slow it. and methodical. Yeah, like you and Robotron's just like nonstop, like adrenaline. I know. I, I mean, Joust, Joust, a great game. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it's it's Lunar Lander compared to Robotron is yeah, what it absolutely. is. Yeah. Because Lunar Lander, it's a great game, but yeah. it's slow and methodical. Yeah. Dan's yeah. like, I don't care. Yeah. He's just and and, and to play Joust well, like you don't hunt the guys, you make you wait for them to come to you, you and you pick yeah. them off. You just pick yeah. them off. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's so very then slow it's, and deliberate. Yeah, and it's like after a while, it's like there's no point in this. Yeah. All I'm doing is just harvesting points to get to something. Yeah. I like the game, but the thing that makes the game so great, if for Joust, what I think makes it great is what's irritating to me, yeah. which is the way they've got the inertia and gravity. Oh yeah, coded. That, that is cool. Because that is cool. It, it's it's as it should be. Yes. But you've got to be able to. It's not like it's not like uh, Defender where you can turn on a dime. And yeah, you can, yeah. No, you skid to a stop exactly. if you're running. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's account for that. It's yeah. the same way. It's Gravitar is the same way. Yeah. It has that mechanic as does Star Castle. Yeah. Asteroid, Star Asteroids Castle, did it too. You Asteroids can't stop on a dime. No, on you can't. So, so you when you turn, you swing as yep. you go. And I, I absolutely love that mechanic because it, it makes you think about what you're doing. I'm yeah. trying so, yeah. to remember. I've got a Star Castle. I think that the act, the star in the center of the I think you're affected that by its gravity. Yeah, as oh, well. yeah, yes, yes, It'll you drip, are. You, it will pull you in. Yeah. Really? I didn't. That I didn't know. I can't know. remember. Yeah. I think, I think, it does. I think it does. It does. It does. Yeah. Okay. Because whenever I played, it's a button mash. Oh my gosh! So I'm yeah. gonna survive. Oh, it's so much yeah. fun. No, it's so simple, but it's so it's much like, fun. Why do I Star Castle is a great game. It is. It's a great game. Yeah, it, it really is. Man, <laughs> I think like the from what I understand, the way to really do well on it totally ruins the game. Like, you basically go back and forth. Just just from like left, to right, left, left to right. Left to right and side. You, yeah, and you just keep firing. So it kind of takes the fun out of it. it. It's like Snipe. Yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's a Snipe game. Are you, you like, are you rapping right you're rapping to left? The screen. Screen. Yeah, and then okay. you're like bouncing off the guy or something like that and going back and forth. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, see, that, that just... And it just kind of strips the fun out of it. Yeah. I, I try to actively avoid... Of course, on, on the pinball side, you... you uh, I might go out and look at rule sets. Yeah. On the video side, I try to actively avoid, like, hints or cheats or Strategi- videos. Strategies, because yeah. Because then I get locked into it, and it's like you said, it kind of ruins the game because I'm just trying to do that. Yeah, some some games it doesn't, but that one it absolutely ruins it. It just becomes all about doing, you know, the same pattern of yeah. left There's or right. something in Asteroids, too, where you can... Hunt the the spaceships. I was never you good can at that. Hide. Oh, I'm great at it. Really, yeah. I sucked at it. Do you hide up in the score or something? You don't have. To, well, the early ROMs, if you hit it in the score, it couldn't find you. But the the later ROMs, it would find you. But you could still hide in the corner and shoot through because you know that if you stay in the top corner, you can hit every every angle of the the, oh, the every edge field. wherever the oh. spaceship would come from. I so didn't know. you you kind of get in the top corner and you point down and if they show up right below you, you fire if it's not you rotate around yeah. and, and you and, get them and you get them with the screen right yeah. see, see that that's a lot like playing Galaga as well getting Galaga to the point where you're in the corner you wait out so many you wait out so many passes by the bees and then they stop oh, firing yeah that was a bug too yeah. but that was fixed in some later rap yeah. of Galaga too yeah but. But, but then once once you know you can do that the game's like it's pointless at that point yeah. it's, it's like there's no fun here yeah that early rev of Joust there's like a thing where you get if you leave one gray guy and you get him caught in the hand and he can't get out if you're on that lower middle platform like that guy's stuck forever oh. and he just wait for pterodactyls to come out and in the first rev of joust the pterodactyls would fly up right into your pole like they would you just had to face their direction and i would sit there for <laughs> hours racking up hundreds of free guys and then play the rest of the afternoon for like 
and just burn off all my free man. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's neat, but yeah. it, it, it's it, take, it takes yeah. the game out of the game, is yeah, what it does. Paying, when you pay a quarter and you direct it, you're like, wow, I'm gonna get the biggest score ever, you know? Ever, but yeah. In, in reality, I exploited a bug and I cheated. Yeah. Yeah, Mom's yeah. not giving you another quarter. Yeah, but when, so I you thirteen, have, like, I thought, when I was thirteen, I thought thirteen was the greatest thing in the oh, world, and that, I got it's not I, cheating at that. That was cool. Yeah, and I would get mad if I went to a place that had a job that had the later rev where they fixed that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this one sucks. Yeah. There's no fun here. Exactly. It makes yeah. you think about, you know, today there's always that conversation of chasing code. Yeah. Back then, there was a, at most, maybe a, a follow-up release in a situation like that. Yeah. So they caught something, it went into production, and right. then I guess an operator, if they wanted, and they discovered it, or I don't even know if they would issue service bulletins that it existed. Because, they usually did, yeah. Because oh, I, I, yeah. uh, EPROMs are super expensive. Yep. And, you know, if I told you that there was this problem and you had a truckload of my games and I'd had, uh, so, but they so usually you, would. So, you know what they used to do is, uh, by the way, pinball's not new to the let's ship an unfinished game, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because uh, I don't know if, how many people out there, especially in, like, Pinside land, like, remember when Mortal Kombat 2 was new? Like, that thing went through four or five code revisions because it shipped out unfinished. There was, like... Oh, Half the characters' it. moves were missing in some of oh, that I stuff. See, I and see. the fatalities, because they weren't coded yet. And they were so hot to get that game out that they're like, this is good enough. We'll update it as we go. And there's, there's from and a hardware perspective. And they had to update it with ROMs, which is tons not of ROMs. as they go. So here's how it used to work. If you, were, uh, if you were an arcade operator and there was a ROM update, the, your distributor would advance replace you the ROMs. And then if you didn't send back the old ones, they would charge you for it, like a lot of money. Yeah. Like a couple hundred bucks or more. Oh, wow. Um, and then if you, you sent it back, you were incentivized to send it back because they could repurpose those ROMs. Oh, yeah, they could, could erase them. them. They yeah. could recycle them. So they'd charge you like 200 bucks or something if you didn't send it back. And if you did, it was a free upgrade. I see. But that it came sense. at a pretty considerable expense to like the company to like send out all these ROMs. Oh, and to oh, program yeah. them. And program them and, and then yeah. mail them out. And then these distributors had to cut contact all their customers you know and say hey there's an update for this game yeah everybody in the world nobody missed a mortal Kombat update because that game printed money <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and when there was a a new code update the the earnings went way up every time because people were excited to see what was new you'd, what adver was, you'd actually, advertise that i imagine actually if i could if you go back and read history i wouldn't have done any of it any different because that game had such lags because of the, the code updates What's wow. that? La legs. 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 Oh, okay. like, oh, yeah. That game stayed hot for over a year because like, it was a new game. For, it was a new game, but, and it was a great game that we had such a following. But the code updates kept it fresh and exciting for the first six months. Yeah. Yeah. Pro it, probably way longer than it would have otherwise. Yeah. It, probably. There, sure. there was such a thing on, uh, you know, I was where I was going even on the pinball side. Yeah. If you look out on pin side and you're looking, or uh, IPDB, yeah. you can see the revs yeah, for but, a lot of games. But I mean, in, the old, in the old days, we shipped the game complete, code complete. If there was re uh, updates, it's because there was some game-breaking bug or some crazy scoring exploit that had to be fixed. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like there was something missing. Yeah. So they were pretty rare, and it was usually like maybe one or two revisions. Some of them had a few, but it yeah. depended. You, you also didn't have as bad. deep, complex games. Correct. With yeah. as, you know, with as much opportunity as you have today. I mean, it, it, there, there's more in my cell phone than there, than yeah. what? I mean, even probably up to what the the sand, the Whitewater system or something. My cell phone's probably White Star, rather Whitewater. Yeah. 
it, there's probably more horsepower in my cell phone than there was in a White Star. I'm oh, guessing. most likely. Yeah. yeah, most likely. And yeah. now you're with the spike stuff. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, yeah, and I, I mean the way that the way that you're distributing code now. I think that was a long time coming, so thank you. It just passed that up back on up the line because now being able to download entire images, oh yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, it, it's it's the way it's the way we need it to be. So, so pass, if, pass that feedback I back. Will, That's I will. great. So if your card ever goes bad now, you can burn your own, yes. and then not buy one from your distributor or your dealer, or you know, yeah. have to contact us to get one. And also, if we do a code update and we put that card image up there, you can burn a card image, and it roughly takes about twelve to. 12 to 14 minutes using that etcher program yeah and then but if if you're an operator and you're going out to a bar to, to update your game you bring that sd card it's a 30 second it takes you longer yeah. to open up the the back box and get the back glass out than it does to switch the card yeah yeah so i mean when i do the field test games for stern i bring cards every software update yeah you know I, i'm not i'm not sitting there watching the thing tick for 15 well, minutes it, a game. Say, does it it takes longer than would it take longer to update with usb stick right in the game, oh yes. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. been a while. The, the last, mean, it's faster than it was on Sam, like way faster. But I mean, you're still there for at least ten minutes. Yeah. The, yeah. La the last game I updated was a Ghostbuster. Was my Ghostbuster. Ghostbuster. So, yeah. And then uh, you've got all these video modes and these. You, so the, the images are much larger. Yeah, now, yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I imagine the non-compressed audio and everything. You know. So I imagine writing locally on a PC right to a, a card reader on the USB port is going to be a lot quicker than yeah, probably. for sure. Um, that's you know that, that's how we do them. That's how I do them at work for updating the games in my office and the games that I put out on test. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it, it's a, it's a great ad. I I mean, Mike, one one thing I was kind of curious about. Do you think Stern would ever? Um, offer up like a, a code archive because you can go to the site and yeah. Stern site and you can only grab the current version of code for any game. It's I, I've never seen a way to go and pull like three revisions back yeah. or anything like that. I, I can't. I'll never say never, but I would lean towards probably not. Probably because not. There's a reason. Like we don't want the unfinished vision. You know, we prefer like you know the game's better when we update it. And what if there was a you know a, bu a catastrophic bug? We don't yeah. want. People putting that in their games and yeah. having like a less than desirable experience. I, I yeah. think on yeah. Guardians was was Gar I think Guardians had a, a catastrophic bug yeah. that would actually lock a coil and burn it up. Oh, I it, see. some some random why I say random. It obviously happened. Someone discovered it. it a eventually. series of events. Some some you know highly improbable, but it does happen series of circumstances yeah, that yeah, cause well, the situation. Obviously, like, we don't want that out yeah, there anywhere, yeah, you yeah. know. If something, because like, we don't want people's games to ever caught, be caused harm to. Yeah, you know, I was just curious what kind of what the thought process was, yeah. because I know, mean, is there some, some, you've mentioned that before, is there some reason you'd want to go... No, I just I, maybe I don't like an update. Yeah, or? yeah, may, maybe maybe I just prefer my game at, at an earlier revision of the code, and once yeah. I update, I you know it's I, I can't go back. You know, something like that. So, I, I was just curious. I mean, I, I totally get the the thought process that you're that you're talking about. Yeah. I, it was it just a question that that I noticed because yeah. in, in in a lot of other scenarios, especially in the line of work that Brent and I are in. Over time, you've companies will build like libraries, yeah. and you can you can revert back to earlier versions of yeah. code and stuff. But I just noticed with Stern, it's like oh, it, they, it's always the latest version, and that's that. So yeah. I, I was just kind of curious. Whenever we plan, that's our mindset. I, yeah, I never thought of it that way until you just said it. But everything that we do, and Dan probably even to an extent, because he's in in the same field. Yep. You're when you're you're planning going back. 
just as you're planning going forward. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Or you, you plan, you have a plan to go back in case going forward doesn't work out. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, I think um, like for me, when I go to a, uh, play pinball on location, if one of our games, is, you know, I play one of our games on location, I'm bummed if it's got the old code and I'm like, the old oh, code, man. yeah, like because this, you know, the games. That's when you walk up to the art, uh, the operator, and say, "Hey, I know a guy. I yeah. can, <laughs> yeah, we can, we can like, fix this for you." I almost like just wish I could walk around with like a skeleton key and a USB stick in my pocket yes. with all of our code updates. Yeah, on it, just seriously, in I, case I happen to visit a barcade and they've got like the first version of Guardians. It's yeah. like, well, it became such a better game. With the new one, like why wouldn't you want that? You know. Yeah, exactly. No, I I, to I totally get it. I, I I just in so many in, in so many things, I just relate to what I do day to day, and, and I relate through that. And so I've just always been curious about that. So I appreciate you so, indul indulging the question. So my oh, big sure. my big code question is: Is when y'all gonna update CSI? <laughs> CSI. I don't even know because I wasn't at the company at the time. I don't even know who the programmer was on that game. To be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, oh. that was one of the early. Was that white? No, that was one of the early Sam games, wasn't it? I can't remember. I, I think it had to be one Sam. of the first. At times, I don't know Sam from Steve from Bob. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I'm trying to remember. It might be. I, it's probably Sam, but yeah. there's a chance it could be White Star. It could, it could be White Star, yeah. It seems I'm, like I've heard a story where they that game wanted to be. It, it's somebody like a lineman or somebody uh, a little bit more. Rec name recognition. I'm going to look it up here in a second because it seemed like I remember hearing a story on one of the pinball podcasts where that game was going to be used in a tournament, or it was, there was a desire to use it, and the, the programmer was going to be there. Yeah. But there's a code exploit in it, and like setting at the bar. This was something I heard maybe on pinball podcast or something like. He he just pulled out, fixed it. Yeah. And yeah. said, "Here's a release. <laughs> put it in the tournament." Oh know? wow. That would be that would be pretty super fantastic if uh, if if it were that easy. If you got that kind of pull, yeah. If you yeah, got that kind yeah. of pull, if it were that easy, yeah, no doubt. Look it up here now that we're questioning. Phil, time. I, I know that Pat Lawler did the, did the the meat and potatoes that played the design, but I think he might have laughed before he finished it. I see. Don't quote me on this because again, I wasn't there. Yeah, no, I understand. But I do remember Pat not really acknowledging that that was his game when I worked with Pat in the past. Yeah. Lonnie um, Rop, Lyman Sheets, Keith Johnson, and Mike KY Kizavat. Kizavat. Yeah, Mike. Okay. Mike's, you know, Lonnie and Lyman and Mike all still work with us. Uh, okay. So yeah. this, the, you know, I, I don't know Mike. Yeah, Mike's Mike's an excellent person. I love Mike. Okay. He's yeah. a good guy. He's one of our support programmers. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. So unfortunately, Mike, I apologize if you're listening to this. The name just didn't ring a bell. But all you know, Lonnie, obviously, Lonnie, Lyman, Keith, and that kind of goes with what you were saying about Pat. Not necessarily. I've always heard that game was kind of a short run, and it kind of got passed around, and a lot of people had a hand in it. What year was that one uh, uh, again? Uh, 2008. All right. See, that was like the dark time where you know business was really bad. Yeah. And uh, you know that they were kind of barely hanging on. Yeah. It, I, I I wonder. I'd have to look up uh, Batman: The Dark Knight as well because I the, like that game oh, a lot. Oh, let me tell you, that is one of my favorite favorite games. It's great gameplay. It's it's so much fun, but it flies under the radar like all the time. Does Mike have a brother? He does. Tom. Tom, Tom works for us as well. Tom's an artist, and Tom, Mike's a programmer. Tom and Mark. Get, Mike. No, uh, did the dots. Tom and a Mark. Galvez did the dots. Yes, did yeah. the dots. Yeah, and both of those guys also work for us, too. Oh, okay. So okay. They're very talented artists. Yeah. Oh, so it looks like here, uh, 
Uh, this is this is the part of the show where Brent reads the internet. <laughs> That's okay. I, I'm just I'm Man. waiting I'm waiting to hear what you read. Mike so. Mike had a hand in Metallica, Kiss, Ghostbusters, Spider Man. Mike, Mike most recently was a, one of yep. the support guys on Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Mike also did the when we did the Vault of Spider Man. Yes. And you know, and it changed. Mike did all the changes to Spider Man for the Vault edition. Okay. Oh, he's my yeah. man. He did Mustang. Oh, he did he Mustang. Was in Mustang. Yeah. Yeah, so it. I, I, Mike, I don't, he worked on Guardians, Kiss, Aerosmith. He works on a lot of projects. Yeah, obviously. I mean, so so is he submitting like bug fix changes back to the code tree, or or you know, I, like so a lead can divvy up the work however he sees fit or needs. Okay. So um, typically the lead is the guy that comes up with most of the game rules and the overall vision. Yeah. But you need guys to do all you know to like program all your display effects, to do your light shows. To do any number of things, like you, you can hand them a mode, say, "Here's the mode I want." Make yeah. It. Or it, sometimes it. they'll be like, I, "I need a mode. You go make the mode." And so, you know, sometimes the support guy will design the mode too. Interesting. So yeah. it really varies based on the need of the of the need of the lead. Okay. And um, and, and just the and way what they the like game, to work. Yeah, and what the game needs too. Yeah. You know. I understood. Yeah. Dan, do you need to get back to your booth? No, I closed it cool? down. I'm done for the oh, day. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. Excellent. So you're you're not on company time anymore then. Excellent. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, I guess it is company time. It, exa- it's all exactly. the same. Dan's time, company time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you're working for yourself, it's all I, it's all the same I'm difference. Getting stuck so in an so jumping back to something you guys said earlier, uh-huh. I'm not eager to get back to Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sick of hearing that game. Oh my. <laughs> There's one right next to the booth. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, see, no. I love the yeah. game, but if I had to listen to it for oh, three days straight, yeah, maybe yeah. I would I would feel your well, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. That's totally. not that's an ongoing thing on the show because Whitney is a huge Nintendo fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. And somewhere oh, yes. in one of the earlier episodes, we were talking about passion type games, and I I think I genuinely he he teared. <laughs> now, he, now, I don't know whether he was pinching like his inner thigh under the table, right? but he, he genuinely teared up when I admitted, I confessed, I bared my soul to him that I could care less for Donkey Kong. Really? Yes. I love Donkey Kong I when it was it. new, and I like it more now than I did yes, even then. I, I know. And I'm better at it now than I was. You well, know what the, that was the key for also, me? Learning how to control the barrels on the yes, barrel stages. And exactly. Mike, I'm happy for you. <laughs> Brent, not every game is for every person. Be it a pinball that's, or video, there's no shame or no, no shame, nothing man. wrong in not liking a game. Yeah. Uh, that, thank you. Yeah. Whitney, on the other hand, is very hostile. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am. I, I t- and you know something? I take it all so serious, yeah. man. I mean, I don't understand how anybody could not love it, but I mean, I don't love every pinball game. Yeah. I don't love every video game. You know, that's the beauty of the, having so many to pick from. So yeah. many there's to pick from. There's something for everyone, you know, there. Yeah. In, in all seriousness, yeah, I totally agree. There's a couple games that I've got that people look at and they're like, why do you want that? And it's like, Time Pilot. I really like Time Pilot. Oh, I like Time oh, Pilot a lot. Yeah. Time Pilot game. is a great game. Yeah. And, you know, I don't see that going anywhere out of my collection, but that's a game that seems to be kind of polarizing to at least some people in, in, here in Louisville in, our, in, in the local collector community. Yeah. I've had a few games that I've sold that I thought I would want that I had a little bit of nostalgia for and, and I'm like, no, I just... But the person that buys that game is all about. And that. I, I will. Yeah. Say, I will yeah. give another good example. Zaxxon. Yeah. yeah so that game did not age well for me. No. And and to revisit it, it's even worse than than every time <laughs> I played it when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. And I I mean, 
for all the Zaxxon fans that may ever listen to this, I'm sorry, but I pretty much unilaterally despise that game. You know, <laughs> okay. I, I love Zaxxon as a kid, and I play it as, an, as a 49-year-old awesome. man, and I think it's terrible. Oh, it is. And it's, you know what's worse? Super Zaxxon, because it's like yes. the same game that moves 50 or 100% faster, so you can hardly react. Yeah, so it, it's it's all of it's all of the great things about Zaxxon minus, yeah, you know, yeah. is what it is. So, but, yeah. Friend, you know, friend of the show, Mark McWayne. He yes. was by earlier. He's a Zaxxon fan. Yeah. And, and more power it. to him, but it's yeah, one I'm of those not, things. I won't that, fault somebody for liking it, no. but it, it just did not stand the test of oh, time I, for yeah. me no. whatsoever. Not at all. Not at all. It's almost like Jungle Hunt. or you know. I, yeah. loved, I love Jungle Hunt, but I yeah. prefer Jungle King because yes. that's the one I played. Yeah, definitely. So you definitely. don't like, you don't like, now I thought Jungle Hunt and Jungle King and they were the same game. Same just, game, different art. So they got yeah. they got threatened with a lawsuit right. from the people that own the Tarzan and then they changed it to the guy with the pith helmet. Oh, that's right. But okay. at just games that Arcade always keep referencing where I spent my life. <laughs> um, they had Jungle King the whole time. They never had a Jungle Hunt. Okay. Yeah. So they got it before. You know, they got one of them, the first ones. You know, it, and they, you know, they didn't get it when it changed. To See, hunt. now that's one of the games that, as a child, I liked that. Oh, game. I, lo- I absolutely loved and, it. But yeah. I haven't played one recently. It, as a matter of fact, I can't think of the last time I have. I've played one. It, it just. It, it, it feels. I don't know just, if it would hold up. I'm I, almost afraid. It, it held up well for me. Did it? But yeah, yeah. very. Like I like it as much as I did that. Okay. Yeah. Um, see, and, and I'm on the other side of that because it just feels like slow and lumbering to me now. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's. Well, while we're on the subject of title games, what are your feelings on Zookeeper? Um, oh, Jerry. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's so getting I, started. I, I was, are, are you, so you don't have the background on this, do you? No, I absolutely do not. Know okay, that. Whitney. I, Wait, wait, let me preface it with okay. I think Zookeeper is one of the greatest games ever. Bingo. So here, here's the so thing. So, Dan, what are you up to? Yeah. This yeah. Is all <laughs> Brent, Brent is, are you not a Zookeeper no, fan either? No, I had, I had, I was never exposed to it. Yeah. It sounded terrible. Uh, I don't remember Zookeeper locally until the first time I played it in my driveway when Whitney finally got his. Yeah. It is a phenomenal game. It, 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 it is I phenomenal. I could see it. It is yes. awesome. Dan, do you have an opinion on Zookeeper? I'm fine with Zookeeper. Are you? He's a, see, he's I, can, I don't have one, so I just played in MAME, which yeah. thankfully it plays to yeah, me it plays, it plays well. just as well. Yeah. But, I, um, it, man, what a great game. What a great game. And, and the thing is, is that it, that that is like one of those five shortlist games yeah. that I really wouldn't so much mind being buried beside. Yeah, yeah. Because for the simple reason, because um, the Jack, way yeah. his, his loving wife on one side, yeah. Zoo, zookeeper on, on the other, zookeeper on the other. The, the way that I experienced games when I was a kid, my brother and I, I grew up on a farm uh-huh. in the country, couldn't get to an arcade, but on the weekends, and my brother and I found zookeeper my first experience with it was at a was at a, essentially a, a small convenience store like a 7-11 or 7-Eleven or yeah. something in a in, in essentially a strip mall where uh, we went cons- my mom took us to go consignment shopping yeah and and I did not know what that game was until 30 years later Same with me. when I revisited it and I was like the bell went off it, it, you know all the synapses fired that yeah. you know my DNA mutated and I'm like that is but, what I played. Holy uh, smokes! That's Zookeeper, yeah. and it number one. It has such such nostalgic value for my brother and I because yeah. we played it, and it was so hard to find on location back in the day because of the unreliability issues with yeah, it. Yeah, there weren't many around me either. There weren't many around, and, and I'll tell you, I 
I absolutely adore that game. I you, love you, it. You know what? As a kid, I had no idea that like that the real magic of that game was jumping the animals. Jumping. I, back then, I you know when I was when I was like you know twelve or whatever yeah. it was, I thought you had to trap them. And then it wasn't until I started playing it in Mame where I realized, oh, this game is all about the jumping of the it's, groups it's, of animals. It's, it's all about the jump and, and structure. You you spend you should spend your entire game yeah. that le- every level setting up a jump. Yeah, exactly. That's, and that's trying exactly. To get that, trying to get the multi hundred thousand. The, the, the multi hundred thousand or the million point jumps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Dan, but I, it's I so think, good. I think they're having a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think my best I'm I, learning I ever how to got play. was maybe yeah. a million and a half points. But I mean, when I broke a million the first time, I was like one of the greatest video game achievements oh, of my I, life. I know. And, and the thing about it is, is that game because it's because it's Twitch. Yeah. It it. it it hasn't aged bad at all. Yeah, I mean, a, it's yeah. it's every bit as brilliant as I ever remember it. Yeah, so it's yeah, awesome. great game. So do you great see, game? Now that game, like I said, in my area, I grew up here. I, air quotes. I'm a city boy. Yeah. In town, and we had video games everywhere. Yeah. I mean, any corner that they could stick them, it was just like overload, absolute overload. So I saw a lot of titles on location in the day. I mean, Major Havocs and. All the vector games, Star oh, Wars. Oh, you saw Major Havoc on location? Yeah. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Just, just games had one. Yeah. Like, so I played that. I played the crap that's, out of that. That's actually pretty. That's yeah. pretty unheard of. There. Yeah. I, in, in the local pizza place, I mean, to walk in the game room, there's a Major Havoc. It's oh. in there with the the the, the glowy green spinner. It's yeah. Like, what is that? Yo, it's awesome. Yeah. But I do not, I do not, absolutely do not remember a zookeeper. Now, what yeah. we had title wise, yeah. was uh, a lot of the the jungle. Jungle the king. hunter, king, yeah, the one, king. One, one or the other. Yeah. King, kicks. yeah, yeah. Uh, and a lot of kicks. Yeah, of kicks. kicks were kicks were everywhere. Kicks were everywhere. Yeah. Yes, and Alpine yeah. ski was real was real common around my parts too. Around yeah, the Chicago suburbs. I mean, I had the luxury of like all those manufacturers were in the Chicago area, so they were. We had games like you name if anywhere there was an outlet, there was a video game for so the most d- part. So, did you yeah. any of the arcades you frequent frequented? Was did that happen to be a test location? So that. Just Games was a test site for Williams and Gottlieb, and then Gala North and West were sometimes test sites for most of the companies. Yeah, and there were some other ones too. But uh, you know, Just Games is at the end of my street. Like I could just walk there in five oh, minutes. Oh man, that is just and, uh, and that's where I, you know my so cousin awesome. worked there. So I mean, I was there every day after school, all day Saturday. Yeah. And here's a funny story. I don't think I told you guys before. When Gottlieb used to test there, they tested all these video games that almost none of them ever got released, and I loved all of them. And Jeff Lee from Gottlieb, who actually stopped by here yesterday to have lunch with me. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was oh. passing through, and he texted me because he told me he was going to be. And I'm like, hey, hit me up if you want to go to lunch. Oh, man, and that's so he, awesome. And so he called me, and then he's like, you want to meet for lunch? I'll come pick you up. So anyway, um, he wrote. He just wrote a <laughs> Jeff book. Jeff Lee, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he just wrote a book about his time at Gottlieb, and he wrote about all these great games that I'm one of the only people that probably played and remembers because they only tested him at like one or two places in the Chicago area, and just games is one of them. Real quick, I got my recording, okay. and we'll, I'll put a splice in the show. We'll make a, a mention of it okay. when we release it. But you're talking about doing some custom orders, and then we'll, I, I'm going to restart you and sure, get Mike sure. on your story. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Dan. You got hit with the, the tariff. I got, you got a call from UPS. Yeah, yeah, we need to collect the tariff so we yeah. can deliver your stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, what? <laughs> so, I mean, tariff. I, Verify your social security number, oh, please. Like, Ouch. How do, how do I even know who you are? Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's one of those scenarios where it's like, I think I just got taken for some taxes, and I'd never really even agreed to that. Right, yes. right, right. So. Yeah. so, you'll do custom orders. But you're also you like you said you got to be careful not to end up with a boatload of stuff that 
Yeah, for the most part, I'm trying to work through the stuff I have on hand. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for the right kind of order, for the right kind of volume, I'd probably bring some other parts in. Okay. But but I really, like the red panels, I have a crap ton of them. I really Okay. I mean, that's my focus right now is to get down to a third of a crap ton of them. Yeah, Um, I I get it. um, I I guess. And that's why I'm giving such a good deal on those I I now, I've got a, a... a dry erase board in my game room that I'm now going to track my crap ton of stuff that I need to go through <laughs> yeah. with a thermometer and I want a third of a crap ton. By, oh, that's yeah. perfect. I love your your, your unit of measurement. Well, yeah. I, I mean, the, the red displays for the clocks and stuff, That's for me, that's kind of table stakes. Yeah, it's, it's yeah neat. for sure, right? It's, de- it's definitely neat, but once I see that, then my mind starts going to something like that, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, what what's on what's obtainable, what's unobtainable, and then what's out of the question. Well, if your pockets are deep enough, the whites, the RGB ones are really, they're great. They're a great choice. Yeah, I mean, I don't enough. have an RGB display in my house, but I will at some point for sure. <laughs> yeah, I get but it. But we do. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you got more than one now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet. Okay, so let, All right, uh, so now let me restart. Let okay. me recap real quick because I'm not 100% sure where it dropped. Yeah, yeah. You were talking about time that you had working uh, uh, with Gottlieb and demoing and right, proofing you, some of their yeah, games. You asked if uh, uh, any locations I used to go play at were, were test, test lo- sites. Were test, test locations. Yeah, and, okay. just, and Just Games was one of them. Williams tested there and so did Gottlieb. Okay. And then here's a funny story of how my life was probably set in my professional life was set in stone for me without me even realizing it at age 13. Um, one Saturday afternoon, this woman from Gottlieb came by to check on the games and get some data. Um, and she was asking my cousin some questions about the games. And, you know, he mostly sat in the back and read the newspaper and let me, like, do his job for him because yeah. I thought it was neat. Like, hey, I'm, <laughs> yeah. the, I'm the arcade guy, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> helping out keys. my cousin. Like, I got the keys and, and, and the money. You got the power. And, yeah, yeah, totally. I just loved hanging out there. Like, it was like home to me. Um, so she, he pondered off on me. He's like, well, ask my cousin because he plays your games all day long. Um, he knows them better than anybody that walks in this building. So she's asking me all these questions you know, about what I liked about the games and what I thought about them and what was fun and whatnot. And so I'm answering all her questions, and she just stops, and she goes, you know, when you get a little older, you should, you should really come to work at a video game company. You'd probably be really good at it. And, you know, at age 13, I'll, like, give a crap about was, like, you know, making sure my cousin's there so I can play for free. Yeah. And, like, and I want... And You're not thinking that I, far and, out. And much like, you know, at age 49, I wanted to buy records with that money because I was yeah. buying records even then and, you know, just playing with my friends. Yeah. And I wasn't yeah. thinking about a job. Like, that's what old people did, yes, right? Yes, exactly. This so, is fun. Yes. Jobs are not this. So, I, you know, I kind of looked over at the big guys. I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, that would be neat. But not really ever thinking it about it again. Yeah. And fast forward to age, you know, 10 years later, you know, that I ended up wanting to go work in, you know, in, at Midway Games when I, you know, because I was so into Mortal Kombat and that led to my career. And this woman probably set me on that path, you yeah. know, and without me even knowing it or yeah. even thinking about it. I didn't plan to go work at Midway. I met a guy at a punk rock show and I was completely obsessed with one of the games that that company made and the pieces all just fell into place. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's interesting how you, how you tell that because with me, I mean, I had no latent interest in in technology computers or anything until i went to an arcade yeah and i played donkey kong 
and it was literally it's always about Donkey Kong. It, it is, but, but <laughs> everything I mean, is Donkey Kong. But I, I can't mean, escape it. I can't. I can't. Well, I'm, it's like Donkey Kong is the sun. Yeah, it, it revolves around Donkey it, it's, Kong. But it's the weirdest thing because and it's night when you're not facing the monitor. It's the Kevin Bacon yeah, exactly. of games. Seven <laughs> degrees of separation from Donkey Kong. It is, but I, I, I'm, I swear to you, I mean, the first time I played it, my mind started deconstructing. How did they draw the ladders? How did how did they draw the barrels? How, how did when I hit something that that is not physical, how does it know? And you know, I've, I've watched the score counter, I've watched the transition to the you know transition from levels to levels, and it was that experience that got me interested in computers, and then boom, that became my entire career. I, I had no no drive and no motivation. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. You know, at age twenty three, most people are like going to college and figuring it out, or they're getting out of college. And like, oh, I didn't want to work. Like, I didn't like yeah. if I could get paid to play Mortal Kombat, that would be awesome. Because then I don't have to feel like I'm doing a job. I don't have to be in an office. I mean, I was in an office, but not yeah. like your typical way yeah, you yeah. wear a suit. Like, I want to wear a t-shirt and jeans and play games and get paid for it. So um, when I think of Gotland video games, I think of Cubert. Right, which was their most successful one. Yeah. And then Mad Planets. Mad, Mad Planets. Yeah. Mad Planets is awesome. It's Kroll. awesome. Crawl. Yeah. It's another. Crawl's a good one too. Crawl's so, a good one. So that I can tell you the ones that didn't come out. All three out. of those games are based on the same hardware platform. All of their game, all so their video reactors, games. All reactors, reactors as well. Reactor, another one of my I favorites of all time. Reactor. Yeah. Okay, Best yeah. music ever in a oh, video game. Oh, it's fantastic. There's no, it has no equal. Yeah. So how many other games did they have? There were more than a half dozen, I think. Um, and Jeff writes all about them in his book, which every, everybody should buy. It's a fantastic reading. Is, is, it, is it out now? Yeah, it's called Cubert and Wii, but the Cubert's, the, the little cartoon swear yeah. symbols. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could order it right from Jeff. Um, I'll send you, Whitney, a link to Please where you do, can get it. do, because we will feature it on, we'll put it on our Facebook page and yeah. everything. And so, and, and I'm, I'm going to war. I'm Whitney's the one I don't read. I don't yeah. know. Jeff's I, got a website, I, too. I'm from Kentucky. I don't read. <laughs> yeah. If you search, love, if you, also, Kubert. if you Google, like, uh, Jeff Lee Hubert book or Gottlieb book, it should come up. I'm going to do it right now. Yeah. Maybe you can find the link. Anyway, there. so my favorite video game of all time ever, nobody listening probably ever heard of it's called Argus but it wasn't always called Argus it tested it as, under different names it was Protector then it was Guardian then it was something else like Video Man and then it, Argus was the final name it was a superhero game kind of was a cross between like Missile Command and Defender where you were like a, a generic Superman character a superhero with a cape mm-hmm. you flew around the trackball one screen it didn't scroll there were humans, uh, civil, uh, you know, that civilians. Walk, civilians, or, yeah, thank civilians, you. Civilians, yeah. I'm stumbling over my own words. Uh, walking along the screen, you had to protect them because you're invincible. You're a superhero. Your life was the civilians, and when you ran out of civilians, it was game over. Oh, there okay. were aliens that would fly around that would try to abduct them. They would bump into buildings and knock debris down that would crush them. They would pick up the cars going by and drop them on the people. They would, electrodes would come down. A UFO would drop blobs that would come and eat them. And you had to shoot you all these. You were the things. ultimate defender yes, of everything. Absolutely, and you had to kill all these aliens. And and if the human got abducted and you shot, the, picked off the guy that was carrying him away off the top of the screen, you'd have to fly up and catch him and bring him back down to safety because they would splat, much like Defender. If yep. they you know if they fell too far, if they fell yep. too far. Um, and the and the backgrounds would change. Eventually, you end up on the moon, and you're you're saving moon guys from these aliens. Going that sounds awesome. It's now, really you can play you can play this in Mame. It's it's under the name Argus A R G U S. Yeah, and um, Mike, you and I played it when we were yeah uh, when we were at the Galpin Galpin Ghost, Ghost. I showed it to you. Yes, definitely. It's my favorite game of so all time. So did it not play test or was it just it caught up in? It the didn't. So crash. It's a couple of things. It didn't test very well, and at some point, Gottlieb got bought by 
Coca-Cola or some other company. That, that company changed hands yep. numerous times, and they didn't really want the video games. They wanted the pinball. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Was it? So it got canceled. Is that somewhere in the middle of that? Is that where Milestar came in? And yes, the different yeah, Gottlieb yeah. became Milestar during this time as well. But because like Mach 3 wasn't that Milestar, but these games were mostly they were Milestar or Gottlieb. There was like a mix. So yeah. it was the same company. It just changed hands when it changed owners. Gotcha. It didn't test well enough that they thought they could bring it to market, and the market was kind of crashing at that, at that time. time. Yeah. Uh, but Argus was the best one. There was a game called Insector. You know, insect with OR at the end. Uh-huh. Um, all these are playable in name, by the way. Okay. So please, everybody should look them well, up because they're that's great. That's where I was going earlier with them. Yeah. Is it on the same hardware platform? Yes. And yes. that, can people ever play these? Did yeah, they get out? Can, and it sounds like they, they did. They did. They, so I don't know. I think whoever saved this stuff and got it out to the like, MAME community, because the reason why I have a MAME cabinet is because of Argus. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah so anyway, Insector was one. Tiles, T-Y-L-Z was one there was a game called screw loose there was one called originally it was called arena and then it became whiz wars screw of all of these screw loose is the only one i've heard of really yeah. you yep. see now curveball i've heard, I've heard of tiles it was a curveball it was a nope. baseball game that Gottlieb did it was kind of cute i liked it um so what was that curveball curveball yeah this, you, this makes me want to stand up maim somewhere yeah some of these. yeah if you guys and, ever come to chicago like you've been out here yeah. next time I'll have you over to my house and we'll play because they're all on oh, my baby cabinet. We'll, we'll I'll do show that. them all to you. Oh, yeah. We'll do that. You that guys would are be welcome. Awesome. If you ever want to take a road trip up to Chicago, I live 15 minutes from the ghost. Yeah. Um, you're always, you're, you guys are all welcome to Thank come you. over. Thank you. Thank that, you. That's that's awesome. And I am going to have to get the Jeff Lee link from you. Okay. Because I, I searched in Bing and in Google and neither one of them turned anything up. Okay. So I, if, you, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, I'd no, I'll find it, it for you. Thank it, you. It's a great book. It's a really fascinating to read about like what went behind the scenes there and how these games came. He told a story about every game that he worked on and that was worked on at the time that he worked for the company. And he saved a lot of stuff. He was like the archivist. Yeah. So he's there's a lot of cool stuff in there like scans of notes and drawings. From, from these games. From yeah. these games, yeah, now, that Jeff had saved all these years. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but on Wiz Wars, he worked directly with Doc in um, it, it Galloping Ghost well, on... they have the arena, the version of it was called Arena. Arena, which was, And then okay. it later Thank got you. reworked. And uh, Dave Bonecutter, who was their hardware guy, had a board set. And the day they unveiled Argus, I was there, and that's when I met these guys. Okay. And Dave brought a, a Arena board and gave it to Doc. And then, okay. they, and then they eventually recreated the cabinet. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's how, that's how that came to be. Yeah, yeah. So I was about to say, my search foo must be off because I did Stern Argus arcade game and I've got. No, there's uh, a Gottlieb one. There's another. Oh, Ar- Gottlieb is what you want. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. I'm and there's a video Stern. of it, in, of what? the gameplay of Argus on YouTube, I know, if you search Argus arcade game. Yeah. It, yeah. It's been. I'm going to. I'm just going to go with the excuse if it's been a long weekend, Mike. Yeah, it has. Yeah. I mean, I've been functioning on very little sleep. <laughs> but that's yes. how these shows go. When that's it, how the shows go. The They're fun, though. I'm not complaining. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. It's just part and parcel. The, the uh, just just looking at some screen caps from like YouTube video links. Yeah. The the art the graphics are really cool. Yeah. For yeah. A game and Jeff of that Lee generation. did all that artwork for Argus. Like that was all his drawings. Yeah. That is, um, it was fun. I mean, it, when, when we played it at, at the Galloping Ghost, I mean, it was it was a great, great, fun your, game. Your, little, yeah. your superhero avatar that looks like it's in a track screen, and then maybe it's carried, it definitely carried over in the artwork here. Yeah. It, 
I, it's, I, I, he's got like yellow, like a yellow jumpsuit on, yeah, cape. With, with red, red boots, cape and a red, yeah, like, yeah. red head, red head. He looks helmet. like one of the imperial guards yeah. from Star. The it's, helmet. It's, yeah. it's cool it's because really cool. the mechanic is a trackball, isn't it? And, yeah. And he he hovers in air until you move him with the trackball, yep. and then he'll spin and move and stop. Yeah. Uh, it's, and you know it's they, kind they, of wild. They tested a version of that with a joystick and that picks the trackball because some of the feedback they got, yeah. Um, where the people didn't like the trackball or understand it, and it was terrible with the joystick. Yeah. It needed a trackball. It yeah. needed the finesse of a trackball. Yeah, ball. and yeah. the game is awesome. Yeah. And like, it's my favorite game ever. That's like Centipede. So, I've played it in emulation on a joystick, and it, it's it, nothing. It. It's ter- it needs yeah. a ball. It need, yeah. 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 When the, so when the Doc got, when Jeff Lee and Tom Malinowski, who was the programmer, they worked with Doc to make an Argus. They put one together. With a, they built a cabinet. Jeff made new artwork and recreated the stuff that he had. Yeah. Um, I was the only one that anybody knew in the area that even knew that game besides the guys that worked on it. Yeah. So they invited me to come out to the big unveiling of it, and they, and Tom and Jeff was there. And uh, so they talked about the whole game, and then like they like, all right, well, we got this guy, Mike, that was... He, he, this was his favorite game, and he played it all the time when it went on a test. Yeah. And then I, so I got to play the first one. And you could validate everything yeah. that you saw as yeah. well. So, yeah. Um, so I played the first game, and my first game lasted like 10 minutes. And, <laughs> and Tom's watching me play, and he goes, I think I know why the game didn't t- earn very well when yeah. we put it on test. And yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I got your game canceled, but I mean it was my favorite game, and I played it constantly. And I still pl- I played in Mame, so it's like I'm not rusty. It hasn't been yeah. 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like thank you for making it because you know I absolutely love it, and it was something I thought was gonna be lost to my childhood. You know, for all my life since it went away, I was so sad that it, they took it away and I never saw it again, and it got canceled. Yeah. And then one day I did a random internet search and found out it was playable in Mame, and I freaked out. I'm like. I need a MAME cabinet immediately. Yeah. <laughs> All the pictures I'm is. looking at yeah. is from Galloping Ghosts. Yeah. 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 So I have the world's neat. record on it currently, and I had the highest score ever on it in the 20th century. So how many guys do you know that can say that they have a world record on a game two centuries in a row? <laughs> two centuries in a row. <laughs> Me. I'm the only guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Well, Whitney, it sounds like the band is warming yeah, up. Yeah, I, I, I think us. we're probably at a, at a good close point. When, when there was a little, I don't, know, I don't know if it came through the mics, that little strum that we just had. Yeah, test. I about leaked out of my was. seat. Yeah, 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 so. yeah, exactly. So, Mike, thank you for sitting in with us two nights in a row. It was absolutely I mean, it's, my pleasure. It's always it's a wealth happy, of information. I'm just happy you didn't bring Kale. Yeah. You know, because like I said, he, he said he was doing a hugging contest. He's, no, he's about I, a hugging contest. He's watching some fight. Uh, he's streaming some fight. Oh. I don't know. Like yeah. he's like they wanted to watch it while they're sitting while they're man in the booth. So yeah. he's like, I'm gonna just watch that. I'm like, well, well I I'll, know, yeah. I know who rates. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I all, know it's who all rates with us. Yeah, and who rates with Kale. Yeah. Well, and Kale's also you know sitting there with his lovely wife Rachel, and you oh, know, yes. I, I do you, understand. I cannot, that. You I cannot can, fault him for wanting to spend no, he, time with no, his he wife. No, he could have brought yeah. her. Yeah, he he I, I asked her. I said, yeah, I put you over yesterday. I think they'll have you on. I could put in a good word for you, but she needs to stay there and man the booth. I completely understand. So we'll go ahead and give him the plug. Yeah, check out Marco. Yes. Marco Specialties, five pinball parts. Fine people, no doubt. Dan, thanks for spending way more time with us than, than I think you originally planned, but we appreciate 
just hanging in, talking, spending the night with us, man. It was great. <laughs> I, hope I, and, I hope I didn't put you to sleep with all my old video games. No, actually, okay. I love it. Yeah. I, I just didn't have anything I'm, to add. I've got know? stories for <laughs> days. It's, it's just great my, to sit and learn, you know? Yeah, my, my, my whole childhood, it was going, growing up until be, then it became my career. So yeah. it's like, Oh, you're not you're, we're, you're not done on the show. Yeah, yeah we, no, we, no, I'm, I'm happy to come on. I told oh, Wendy, yes. I'll come on anytime you guys want. Stories like, yes, like yes. this. I mean, it's solid gold. So, you know, not to sound grandiose about it, because what we do at the end of the day, yeah. it's fun, it's a hobby, it, it puts food on a lot of people's table. Yeah, My, myself included. So thank you, all the fans of Stern Pinball, because I get to eat thanks to you and, I, and do something I absolutely love. Yeah, right? that's cool. But, you know, stories like that, they, they go away if, if there's no place to kind of record them. And yeah. That's yeah. one of the things Whitney and, and I talked about when we first started the show, is that we want to, we want to, you know, provide good information we want to tell the stories of people like you know in the industry stories of collectors like you know that's why you know dan what games do you have what what are you interested in and we want something that our kids our grandkids or my niece my nephew can listen to and we're proud of and they're proud of yeah us having done i mean it's, it's funny because my daughter is proud of this show my nephew is proud of this show yeah. and they they know they know this as part of our family so it's it's neat you know so we we all just try to contribute in our own way you know it's funny you mentioned wanting to preserve these stories yeah. before they're forgotten or the people unfortunately pass away i went to lunch with gary a couple months ago and i mentioned that i had just beaten the world's record or tied the world's record on cliffhanger that laser disc game yep. oh yeah and I'm like, Gary, was that Sam, his dad? Was that Sam's company or was that your company? He goes, no, that was my company. And he went on to tell me the story of how they made that game. Then he told me about the Bruce Jenner game they were doing that never came out. And he told me a couple other cool stories and about how why Sam was working there, even though Sam retired. And it was just this really fascinating stuff that we were just talking while we were eating at Portillo's. And I'm like, Gary, yeah. somebody needs to write a book about you while you're still here so, to tell these great stories. I'm like, I'll do it if you would sit... I would absolutely do it. If I can get Gary to sit down with me in a recorder and just randomly tell me these stories, and I would, I would absolutely See, edit them into be, a book someday, yeah. however Un- long it would take me. That would be unbelievable. See, something like that would be a good seed to start a conversation with Gary about. Yeah. And, and don't, in no way, shape, or form is this meant to sound bad. Yeah. But when you hear Gary talk, yeah. Gary's asked the general questions about selling pinball machines. And, and exactly. He, and he answers the questions he's asked. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But and, nobody asked him the stuff I was asking no. him. Yeah, exactly. And, and his, he, he remembers all of it. Like, he yeah. just, there was no stopping the thinking. He's just like, we did this and we flew here and then, and then he was talking about, That's you know, awesome. we did, then we were doing this Olympic game and he told me about the football one, that mm-hmm. goal to go or something. I forget what it was called. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think it was goal to go. Yeah, which was on the same hardware yep. and he told me about how they filmed it where they went and where they stayed and then he was telling me about when they partnered up with Bruce, Bruce Jenner they were going to do this Bruce Jenner one and eventually it didn't come out but he's like yeah that'd be then, an awesome story he's like oh, we yeah. did this day of filming and you it, know and then we all were sitting in this hot tub and then he goes so I was in a hot tub with Kate with Caitlin <laughs> oh yes <laughs> you know? yes yeah, yep. and, and I just started laughing my ass off. I'm like, man, you know, so, it's true. He was. Yeah, so like, but you were with an Olympic hero. Yeah. in a hot tub after filming 
you know, Bruce Jenner yep. all day for a video game that yeah. sadly never came out. Never came out. So what a know, great story. Let, let, let Gary know that we could wrap that long story in, you know, maybe a, a few nice words for Boston Pinball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll wrap it in the boilerplate. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But there you I, go. I hope, like, I can get him someday to commit uh, to, like, just sitting down with me, like, on a regular basis and recording some stories because I don't want them to be lost. Uh, a yeah. Good, a Gary's good been, Gary lived his whole life in this business, and, I, and like, it should be told. Yeah. Not just the pinball stuff. Like, I, I want to know all about Stern Electronics. Like, yeah. I want to know about all those games and the stories behind, like, Tutankham and Lost Tomb and Cliffhanger and you name it, you know? A, a good friend of mine who... Uh, uh, Friend of the show, Litzy, his daughter actually does the voiceover for our intro and outro. Mm -hmm. He is a retired operator. Yeah. And they operated through the peak. Yeah. So, you know, he's got all those stories. It, he, he, I, I interviewed him last year at, at LAX, and it's in our feed if anybody wants to listen I to it. I loved it. It was great. It, it's good stuff. And, and I, I need to get him on again. I mean, he was here today. I, I can get him to sit down. I've got access. I have got to make time to do it. Because the stories are phenomenal. You get to see the other side of the glass, so to speak. Yeah, And yeah. that's what a story like that from Gary, that would be, you've got to do that, Mark. Yeah, yeah I want to. You know, it's a matter of, you know, Gary's a busy guy. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, honestly, I really admire Gary, not for the, all the things he's done for the business so much. You know, I do admire him for that. But but the fact that at his age, there's no stopping him. Yeah. The guy rarely sleeps. He works all the time. He's so driven. It's like, it's unbelievable to me. I'm like, I don't have half of Gary's energy, and I'm I'm half Gary's age probably. I'm not half; he'd be a hundred. But you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a fraction of his age. Like Gary could be my—he's old enough to easily have been my father. Yeah, you know, in age, and he's got double the energy I have. You know, that's it's unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, it's awesome. I know some people like that, and I'm like, I wish I'm the same way. I was like, how do you do that? Yeah, how yeah. do you? You've got to do that, Mike. I, I would love to. So you know. Hopefully it works out someday. And if you don't have gear, I know people that do. Yeah, yeah. We can make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if it took me years to edit it, I just want to okay. get all. I just want to record all the stories I can get out of them. You know. Yeah. But he's a hard guy to pin down. But yeah. I'll try. Yeah. I'll, for for what it's worth, there's, I'm going to try. There's a gentleman Whitney and I need to reach back out to. He worked for Bally Midway, and I know he. Uh, I can't think of his name. It's killing me right it's, now. Uh, it's Bill Adams. Bill Adams. Yeah. And. Bill is a, an unbelievably interesting individual. He, yeah. he was the designer for Tron. Uh, yes, George he worked Gomez on Tron. George designed Tron. No, no. So he, he yeah. was he was a developer on Tron. Yeah. He developer. he was yeah, uh, yeah. developer on Satan's Hollow. He was oh, developer on Gorf. Too. Oh yeah, it's a brilliant yeah, game. Yeah, all these games were yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. And so he was a big time Bally Midway developer back in the day. Yeah. And we do have one interview with him from back in 2014. Yeah. I guess. Has it been that long? It's been that long. And, and, and this we is need our to fault. circle back. Yeah. This is our fault. We we really wanted to sit down and speak with him, and he was. He was open oh, to he it. He was yeah. willing. He was to tell those stories. Happen. And Whitney and I, unfortunately, that's when our crazy meter just pegged. Yeah. And we just haven't been able to do Whitney, we've got to yeah, put we, that we, on the we do. Yeah, Because we I don't do. want those stories lost. Yeah, you know, on the subject of Bally Midway, one of our main sales guys, Jim Belt, he not only worked at Bally Midway, he worked at Rockola, too. That guy's got stories for days, too. Oh, man. So yeah. we need... We need to talk more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because there's a lot of names that are, that, that people just don't know, but without those people, yeah. this wouldn't be the industry that we know of. So I don't, I don't know how much of this is known to, to most of the collecting public, but Jim Belt blew my mind last year when he told, we were talking about something at Bally Mid. Oh, we were talking about the game Rally Axe, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. So, um, 
what I, I didn't know this. I don't know how many people did. Jim told me that when um, Bally Midway was licensing that from Namco, they they thought Rally X was going to be the, the the you know like a huge hit, and they went after him and said, "We want to license this from you." And Namco told them, "We'll only give you Rally X if you take Pac-Man." Oh yeah. Oh. And, and Bally Midway said, "We don't want that game. We don't see it being a hit. We want Rally X." And they said, "It's it's you take them both or you take none." So they only took Pac-Man because they thought Rally X was the superstar hit. Wow. And Pac-Man became and Pac-Man became the biggest game of all time. Yeah. And Rally X is like a footnote. It's a solid game. Oh, it's a solid game, but it's a footnote. But it didn't set the world on fire. Pac-Man did. Yeah. And they only took it out of necessity to get the game they went after. That is crazy. It blew my mind. I could not believe it. Yeah, that that is that's crazy. I mean, if you were to think about how that would have played itself out, no yeah. pack, no Pac Man, yeah, you know, in, in what, these, would the, what would have happened? You know? Yeah, in, in in this this entire the space and time industry. continuum would have been ruined. It forever. would have been ruined. That's exactly yeah. right. That's I, exactly right. It still blows my mind to this day. And sometimes I'll stop them. I'm like. Rally X, like you guys really? get a pass at it. Yeah, goes, yeah really. Rally that, X. We yeah, that was the hit. But, but it is a solid game. It is Rally X. It's a very it's solid game. game. Rally X is no new Rally X, though. I've never played new Rally X. <laughs> new Rally X addresses all the shortcomings of Rally X. Is it good? Oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, because you can actually see where the special flag is. It's yeah. marked on the radar. Oh yeah. And and so you're not. You can have a strategy for getting that flag first. Yeah. Instead of lucking into that flag was, wherever. Was this an arcade game or like on the Namco collections or something? Or um, what, where where, it where do you find both this? An arcade. It, yeah, exactly. You can you can get the ROMs for it and, and backport on oh, onto really? a set of Rally X boards. I never so, even looked. Maybe I've yeah. got it on the main cabinet. I have. I it have no it clue. would be it would be in main. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It would be in I, main. I, I, I played the crap out of Rally X. I played. The crap out of everything. You yeah. probably heard me say that a hundred yes. times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I lived in an arcade. Yeah. You're the real deal, man. You are. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That's. A, would, could you imagine how how we would have turned out if we would have well, we have Mike's job well yeah, yeah we exactly well I'm just thankful for I'm just thankful for the gaming community because it got me into the computing community yes. and I would not be able to provide for my family had I not been in an arcade and sparked that interest even though I didn't wind up in gaming yeah. from a vocation I've I'm very proud that I've stayed with gaming as as a hobby to ride sidecar with my vocation. Yeah, so I, yeah. I have no idea what I would have done if yeah. I hadn't happened into this industry. Roadie. Like, maybe. Band. You know, because I because I love music love so music. much. Like maybe I would have done that. And, yeah. But I'm so grateful that my life played out the way that it did and yeah. I, I still get to do what I love. Yeah. Yeah. Whitney, I think they're gonna start throwing down here at the top yeah, of the Yeah, right. so. I, I think we I think we should, but Mike, Daniel, thank you guys so much for spending the night with us. My, it's been, my it's pleasure. Been a, it's been a great show. Daniel, your uh, your work speaks for itself. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm very ha happy with how it's yes. awesome. it looks beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. It, it is awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, we'll, we'll capture everything show note-wise. Um, you all have a, have a great rest of the expo. And for everybody listening, thanks for tuning in tonight, Saturday night, LAX 2019, signing out. Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with. But I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. 
drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britton and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes store and on our Stitcher Radio page as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Litzy. And that's me. Music for the Broken Token Podcast is graciously provided by Mr. Scott Denisi. For more information about his music and the projects that he works on, visit his website at www.scottdenisi.com. Go Team Fiero! going i'm working on the cabling issue right now oh you're yeah. working on a cabling issue nice. okay no 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 worries no worries